0: Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan, RJ Vale, and we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week we're stealing guns, taking bullets, and getting hot and sweaty. <sighs> As we watch spine uh. 233 in the Criterion Collection, Akira Kurosawa's Stray Dog from 1959. But first, RJ, mm-hmm. we we've, we've just been firing like bullets of wisdom left and right pre pod saving like wasting a material one another and like our dear Mm. listeners like they're going to be subjected to our uh our garbage our usual garbage it's so feel so canned so uh Mm. unnatural
1: you could edit it in to right now nah it's too late and then we can pick it up can't do that well, what kind of it's hot gone. gems were uh, you imparting on? I us? don't know.
0: because it, because it's like the nature of conversation. You don't remember these things. I think uh, for one, you were telling me about all these like messages that our dear listeners are sending your way. Yeah, and uh, they're they're not directing them to me or the uh, the email bag. But
1: well, so I think uh, people have learned that uh, to get in contact, Instagram or Twitter, I'll respond to. Facebook's kind of weird. Facebook's a bad place for messages, like, on if you were messaging the creeps thing, because sometimes we don't get notified of those. Um, so I think, like, people have been commenting to me, and there's been a, I'd say, a resurgence in demand or ke- interest in uh, your upcoming film, uh, Rape Ghost. Oh, and yeah, uh, people see. are really concerned, uh, yeah, concerned is one word, I guess. Uh, but, I'm uh, concerned.
0: I'm concerned about people's concern.
1: Well, why is that, Jerem?
0: It's like, what, do they not realize what's going on out there, out there in the streets?
1: Uh, I mean, they might oh, not.
0: Not even, well, not the actual streets, but uh, on the the Twitter streets. Mm. People are getting, well, people's lives are just being ended. Careers burnt, going up in flames based canceled? on mere accusation alone.
1: Mm. Well, maybe, uh, maybe it's, they get their news from us and so they have no idea that uh, there's other things at play here yeah you know what are our Nielsen ratings Uh, very good because I know uh, know uh,
0: actually great uh maybe the best
1: I know the president talks about them a lot so they must be important right
0: that's all that matters is for
1: ratings Nielsen ratings (laughs) uh so I I mean I don't Care to know about where in where at in production or development you are in Rape Ghost?
0: I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm not
1: in production.
0: Well No, no, well, one, no one. No one. No one. No one is producing this.
1: Oh, uh, well, that's what he'd want us to think. And then uh, I'll get uh, just kind of a knock on the door at 3 a.m. Uh, in a raincoat. Uh, my car broke down, and uh, I just, uh, I, j- I, just need a place to go. Like. Uh, uh, Actually, you know what? You might know this person. Andrea said someone she worked with, like this was pre-COVID, like on the other end of the West Side that I live on here, someone who uh, works at the university with you guys, they got a knock on the door. It was like 3M and it was this like young girl, this like 20 year old lady. uh, And she like uh, her cell phone died and she was like, I have no idea where I am. She's like, I know I sound crazy, but can you like drive me home? And she was knocking door to door and uh, the person who works at the university actually gave her a ride home. Oh, but, uh,
0: recently, would you?
1: this was like six, seven months ago.
0: Oh, okay. So really pre COVID. I, I mean
1: like, yeah, just pre COVID, like maybe January, February. Okay. Beginning of the year. Or So even
0: the, the beginning of the year or end of the year. It's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of holes in this story already. I it feel was, like I would not want to have you on, uh, my, my case on the, in the trial.
1: I mean, who's to say if he wrote "Rape Ghost"? We know he lived it. So okay, now now,
0: now you're conflating things. Now now we're talking about rape ghosts and Uh, and, I'm just saying women coming to doors not knowing where they are because their cell phones have died and people giving mm -hmm. people's rides home at work at the university. This this isn't me. This is this is all in the mind of my co-host and Uh, and the character and this Frank Santoro.
1: Well, Frank Santoro had interest, and I believe uh, that alias is sticking. I wish I had an alias. Uh, actually, yes. I've never heard of R.J. Belog, and uh, that's why I'm using it as character. So there's uh, nothing can ever go back on that person, clearly. Uh, if, uh, I much
0: prefer Jorge Bellagio myself.
1: Jorge Bellagio? The, is that the bizarro world? Uh,
0: that's, no, that's real. Gonna, that's the real one.
1: Jorge we're, Bellagio?
0: Yeah. The, we're the ones that live on the square earth.
1: Mm. So if Jorge Bellagio was knocking out your door a at 3 a.m. Cube. in like a
0: cube, not as opposed to a square. I know, I, I know things. What
1: <laughs> are you talking about Borg stuff over there? Borg. Yeah, they they live or- in a cube.
0: Ernest Borgnine.
1: Yeah, where's that picture? Did Aaron Lang draw no, it yet? No. The fuck, man. I know. Unbelievable. Well, I guess
0: he didn't take you up on your uh, ten bucks.
1: Did I offer ten bucks? I think or I oh think- yeah for a commission. Yeah. No, I, I think I switched that though. Exposure.
0: Exposure. Okay, you downgraded or sorry or upgraded.
1: Upgraded. I see, see. look at how much exposure well, well, he's already about, getting without evening. What if it
0: yet. what if you got it as a tattoo as well, RJ?
1: if he pays for it. No. If someone else That's, pays for it, I don't you, If it. you
0: get a tattooed, would you not would you not have a Ernest Borgnine Borg tattoo oh. on you?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. But I would like the Patreons to pay for it. I see. (laughs) Tattoos are expensive, dude. Do you have any idea how much tattoos cost? Uh,
0: 20 bucks?
1: That or like a free case of exposure?
0: I mean, it's exposure for the tattooist. I mean, and then they can eat off, they can eat all that exposure.
1: Do you think if we present it to them as such, they'll uh, keep the the
0: heat on with exposure?
1: Yeah. Fill up the gas tank with exposure. It's summer. They don't need the heat on. They can
0: can walk. Okay,
1: that's good and water i mean
0: people are always watering their yards just go and have a drink you dummy
1: just go have a drink from someone else's yard i mean why even water a yard anyways just live in a van do you know what i mean jer Mm -hmm. you can do that so anyways that was some of the concerning uh dialogue that we had going on before Mm -hmm. uh, we started the podcast i see i'm glad that it's now uh, brought into the things proper and as always i'd like to distance myself from the opinions of uh, my co-host and just say that uh I don't know about him, but uh, this is, for me, it's a character I play for the podcast. So. Jorge what are you do?
0: and Frank.
1: Jorge Bellagio? Is that what you said? Yep. With a hard L and a G. Bellagio.
0: Yeah. Bellogia, or Bellogia.
1: Bellogia? Is that kind of a meat? Bellogia?
0: Bolognese?
1: No, I was thinking something else. I don't know. Do you, you get what? bolognese when you go out? Uh, you want to hear you, a weird story? You, you mean meat sauce? <laughs> meat sauce? <laughs> you
0: hang out meat sauce?
1: One time I went, uh, I went out to dinner with this guy, and uh, we each got our own meals, and he got a, a plate of bolognese <laughs> to split. <laughs> of course
0: he, did. Of, course he did. of course you hang out with people who do that.
1: What if it was you? I hang out with you. I go eat lunch with you. Wow. What does that say about your character? Th-
0: th- this is like, that is strictly business, not pleasure. There is no <laughs> pleasure in this.
1: I mean that that is true, but uh, yeah, you, uh, you you say what you want, but you are one of these individuals that I'm having lunch with. Maybe if I went off and I was like, yeah, I yeah. sometimes go to Arby's with this guy and he just gets a baked potato, people would be like, what? Huh?
0: Just, and there's proof of it too. What? Right on baked Twitter. Potato. Right on Twitter. Find it.
1: Yes, yeah. it's out there. It's the out there. Truth is
0: out there. Anyways, it's uh, it's been raining buckets.
1: Yeah, we had a downpour for uh, like four or five days, like, like heavy. That, rain. that was like,
0: I think literally an entire day of rain. I yep. don't think I don't think it stopped, which is pretty uncommon, <laughs> pretty well, pretty rare. In fact, usually our rains are five to ten minutes every week, once a week. <laughs> that's usually once our, a week if we're lucky. That's that, that's our rain during the this time of year. So having days of rain, in particular, one whole day of rain, that's something special. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it was like uh, I'd say we get twenty minutes of rain a month if we're lucky.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, this I don't I don't think we've had rain like this for like maybe ten years. Uh, I don't remember the last time we had a big dump like that. Oh, Consecutive I days. I
0: there was people coming into the old comics were saying, "Oh, geez, this weather." I'm like, "It's, well, it's, dude, it's, like, it's just red. it's just rain. <laughs> it's like it's cats it's, and dogs. It's, it's it's real rain. Like oh, I don't know. what People are doing out. It's like yeah, it's just water. It's fine."
1: I mean, the wind that we deal with daily is way worse than any rain that we've ever had. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, and then uh, it cleared up today for Canada Day, Jarrett. Canada Day.
0: Here we are. I'm sure there's nothing else you'd be preferring doing right now than recording Uh, this podcast on Canada Day.
1: On Canada Day? Well, I I don't know if you know, but hashtag Canada. Cancel Canada Day. Oh, I, so, uh, I,
0: I suspected it might be. I felt, yeah. a, felt a little weird, uh, you know, throwing up that Facebook uh, page for the comic book store saying a happy Canada Day, everyone, because you know mm-hmm. what, RJ? Some people uh-huh. don't appreciate Canada Day. Some people have some umbrage. Um, sure. Maybe maybe they have a point as well about uh, the, the value of Canada Day. In fact, any like... Nationalist celebration of something mm-hmm. or other. It just seems kind of, huh? This is the day we go, go you Canada, mm-hmm. you.
1: I think we should get rid of it. End Valentine's Day. Yeah. And uh, maybe
0: make it. Maybe make Labor Day. Maybe make Halloween every month.
1: Make it every yeah. Make it the national holiday for of every month, and that'll be our nationalism. Yeah. But anyways, uh yeah, Canada day. Some people don't like it. I don't know. Whatever. I had a uh, barbecue this afternoon with uh with some friends. That was nice. Oh, that's good. We uh so have you heard of that barbecue place just out of town from us, like ten minutes in away? F- I think I brought it up. The, to you you've before. you've
0: you've told me this in person at one of in these person? uh at one of these uh Arby's business meetings
1: yeah so for people who don't know there is a uh, hot new barbecue joint it's about 10 minutes out of the city it's in a rural neighborhood so we picked up some of that Jared. and uh, the real winner which i think you would be a fan of is uh their habanero baked beans oh, see this shit holy fuck Jared. like uh, i like spicy stuff and uh, i could eat it no problem but uh, it, it packed a pretty good kick i was like whoa and
0: it, and it tasted good
1: yeah it did it tasted yeah the whole meal was great but uh yeah, the those baked beans, man. That that was the highlight. So I know you're a beansman.
0: And uh, and I like my spicy food. So that does yep. that does sound appetizing.
1: Here's the kicker, though, and it could go either way with you. I'm not sure. Okay. They do have a little sweet, acidic element to help cut the beans. They of have course. pineapple in it.
0: Oh. So I don't know how you
1: feel. I actually think it was not bad. It's not a ton of pineapple.
0: F- I think it. Now are they fresh? Is it like kind of after they've been cooked? They throw the pineapple. I think the pineapple
1: is like smoked because the beans have a smoke uh, flavor. That could be fine. Yeah, and it's not a ton either. Like, if you had, like, a gen, like a portion of beans, I'd say there'd be, like, two hunks of pineapple in it, maybe, at most. Yeah, it's not, like, a ton.
0: I'm curious why they went that route instead of uh, the usual, like, whatever, lemon.
1: Well, Big City Burrito, their strawberry habanero sauce is my all-time uh, favorite, so it's uh, you put a little fruit with the spicy, Jer.
0: Okay, okay. Well, maybe there's some... uh great barbecue recommendations in our emails
1: <laughs> may be maybe, maybe there is jared
0: maybe so uh first up we uh-huh. got sam sanchez oh uh. with an email entitled be careful what you wish for
1: we see the Wishmaster now i was trying to say oh baby but i had a mouthful
0: <laughs> hey guys So the time I was on the show, I remember discussing how I didn't really have anyone in my daily life that I can have any sort of film discussion beyond just what's Mm. in theaters now and blockbusters. Mm -hmm. Well, seems like a monkey paw wish has been granted because I'm now Uh working at a different location since my previous location is closed permanently now. And there's an older guy who likes similar stuff as far as old 70s and 80s B-horror movies and Vingrich syndromes type stuff. Nice. But Uh uh-oh, in the past month, I've been working with him. I've learned he is quite an internet stereotype that I didn't know actually existed. He is a huge Star Wars and Marvel DC guy. Hates mm. Kathleen Kennedy.
1: Who the hell's that? She's a she's that chick from Disney who I think was the wasn't she in charge of uh, Star Wars like the new Star Wars? Uh,
0: okay. Hates, Br- Hates Brie Larson. Uh-oh. Oh. Hates most socially opinionated actresses.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. Very
0: excited for the Snyder Cut.
1: <laughs> hey, well... Oh, not- refuses
0: to watch Knives Out because Ryan Johnson ruined his childhood. Check, check, check. Downplays the severity of COVID. <laughs> Has a foot fetish. What? What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Where did that one come? How does play? that come, how does that come into play? During, yeah. Like at your job, and they're like, "Hey, you check out those hooves and go what?"
1: <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I know about your rape ghost thing, okay. so it's like this stuff can happen sometimes.
0: Refuses to play Last of Us two because of its gender politics. <laughs> Oh, come on. The phrase, all lives matter, has come out of his mouth, and likely more I'm forgetting. So all in all, I try to avoid verbal, on top of physical, contact with them. So now I know how Jarrett feels with working with the character of RJ. Aw. Wait a minute. (laughs) Well, Uh, I I, I mean, everything, particularly the foot fetish, is true.
1: Well, I, I will say, up front, Snyder Cut... We need it. We want it, and it's going to save the world. It's, it's, such but, uh, a, it's
0: such an act,
1: though. Come on. What Snyder cut? So it's a dangerous I mean, line because there's the, there's the, um,
0: the there's the true believers, and then yeah. there's the people who are like playing at this. Like someone yeah. I know, and um, Am I who? Yeah, this yeah, this person sounds wonderful. Um, and it's okay. like people I encounter all the time at my job, mm. but I don't like I don't fortunately work with any of these this type of person, but I definitely have these passing conversations. You're like, oh, cool. We have a lot in common. And then, oh, no, no.
1: Mm. I know a guy like that. I meet him once a week. We talk for a couple hours. Oh,
0: well, hell, you should put that in a podcast.
1: I don't know if anyone would be interested in that. All he talks about is like getting socially, politically active actresses.
0: Luckily, question mark, I'm being forced Uh into a work from home position in two weeks, so I'll not have contact with him or anyone else for that matter for much longer. All right guys, no actual question this week. Viewing habits slowed down a bit since I'm now about 19 hours into The Last of Us 2. So my Ooh. June was fairly low comparatively to every other month this year. Working from mm. home might fix that though, I suppose. Take care guys. Well, you take care as well, Sam. I see those mm-hmm. those numbers in California are uh not slowing down, but mm. uh being outpaced by quite a bit by uh, the great the great state of Florida and Texas. Which Texas. I would say is one of those places I would like to travel to is Texas. Surprisingly enough,
1: why do you want to go to Texas?
0: I don't know. I think there's, I think, it would, I think the the countryside sounds really interesting to look at. Mar, there's Marfa, um, Austin. Austin's pretty uh, cosmopolitan. Sure. Relatively, I guess, for uh, the Southern United States. I don't know. Texas sounds pretty cool.
1: Hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe you're just really into Richard and, and, and Hank Hill. And Hank Hill. I bet you could get some baked beans down there. See? Mm-hmm.
0: All the mm-hmm. all the Texarkana food, that Mexican mm. fusion that's probably everywhere. Oh,
1: damn. Damn. Sounds good. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to hear from uh, Mr. Sam Sanchez, even if he thinks that uh, one of the co-hosts uh, has opinions. Mm-hmm. I never said anything bad about Brie Larson, did I? I like Brie Larson.
0: Yeah, no, actually, I think we've been Brie Larson... Defenders? Yeah, I, mean, I don't different. think that movie is good. Captain but, Marvel? Uh,
1: I can yeah. separate a, yeah, movies. A, movies from actors and haven't actresses. I haven't seen it, but yeah, it's probably not very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't like or any of them anyways. It's
0: not my cup of tea.
1: Sure, sure. But yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see what um, what else happens from this uh, this guy that he's associating well, with.
0: Well, maybe Who knows? Maybe they won't be around in two weeks. Who? Close, w- close will any location. of us? Close and look, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, all it takes is one car ride, someone mm. sneezing in your mouth.
1: <laughs> Wear your mask, Jarrett. oh
0: tell so, tell us about your foot fetish.
1: Uh, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There, ugh. oh boy, that's about the closest.
0: Yeah, well, you should, uh, Sam. Next time you have a chance to talk to your uh, your your new monkey paw friend, <laughs> you should ask him. Hey, you like you like that Tarantino? <laughs> He's got these grubby little feet for you.
1: I uh I have a feeling he's uh he's into that. So uh you know my fet Jerry, you know my fetish. I like sitting quietly with uh without any acknowledgement of anything.
0: That's the way to be. It's the way to be. Next up, Justin Peterson. Happy Canada Day creeps.
1: Ooh, he,
0: see, he was keeping track. Okay, that's that subject line. Hey, Jaron, RJ, mm-hmm. what's happening? I really enjoyed your episode last week with all the additional fan shout outs, which of course was also paired with you all not liking a recent movie I really enjoyed, Dr. Sleep, but that was not a surprise. Yeah. How do you feel about how modern filmmakers like your host, Lanthimos, are adapting Kubrick's visual style, like in The Killing of a Secret Deer? if you have seen it, oh yes, mm-hmm. or The Favour, which felt like his version of future creep Barry Lyndon? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm all about it. I, I think yeah. it's great. Um, yeah, it's very, mm-hmm. I mean, he, there's like the, the distortion particularly, like how he's like not afraid to like use those lenses that really warp a room. And it's like obviously yeah. film and it breaks the illusion that you're watching a movie, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Because for the most part, when are you not aware you're watching a movie? Unless like you yeah. get soup, like those rare times, I think for me anyway, where you're like, you totally forget you're watching a movie for the most part. It's fine. Don't, just don't yeah. be, don't be sloppy with it. um, I remember when I did see the trailer for The f- Favourite, I remember being like, whoa, he's like really pushing the uh, the edges of like acceptability <laughs> of like the, uh, how the camera lenses distort images. And I remember mm-hmm. when I was watching uh, Killing of a Secret Deer, it was like there's times where like there's characters who are completely misshapen because they're being distorted so heavily. And Latham was like, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Kubrick never went that far.
1: Yeah i like uh i mean i think yorgos's lighting in the favorite is uh some of the best stuff there um no i'm with you 100 percent man i i really like yorgos lanth the most i think uh his brand I, i don't think he like i know a lot of people compare him to kubrick but i don't think like i've never heard him compare himself so i think that's that's a nice mark where i think some of the times not even mike flanagan but uh some of the times, like say people who do like Stephen King stuff, they're like Mick Garris. It's like I am the Stephen King guy. I don't know if he ever said that, but I assume he did. Well, it kind of Allegedly. reminds
0: me. That kind of reminds me because um, like when you when I've watched like the Ozu movies, I was yeah. like, man, Wes Anderson is like mm-hmm. so much in this. But you look it up, and you know uh, Wes Anderson doesn't talk about that Ozu that much.
1: Maybe he's burying the lead because I he doesn't want people see, to know.
0: And that's is that is that honest? Is he mm. is he a straight shooter, or is he like, whoa, 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 no, I've never heard of him. Just like uh, old Nicholas one and Reffin talking about how he's never like heard of Jess Franco, and it's uh, like or watched his movie. And you're like, mm, yeah, he's heard of him, but he's never watched anything. I go, I find that really hard to believe. I don't know.
1: You're like, sure, bud. It's possible. We were...
0: It's possible. for Considering his tastes and, and things, mm-hmm. Like you think that, like, really? You haven't? Sure. Like, he's in the – this seems to be in his thing. And uh, I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. I'm... What reason does he have to lie? What does he have to gain? But sometimes you wonder, Everything. oh, I've never, I've never seen it. I've never heard of that. It's just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And I hear that sometimes. And I don't know. It's up there with uh, old uh, Christopher Nolan making things from memory. <laughs>
1: so i saw a thing about oh Chris- it
0: was chairs or something.
1: yeah so apparently that was like all fabricated that wasn't even true
0: of course of course it was. and
1: and that's yeah so it's like i think you gotta like take all this shit like so i don't i don't know i don't i don't know i don't look at the news anyways i don't even watch movies anymore just to avoid uh, all this false information out there but i was gonna say i we watched a pat and oswell stand up last week and he mentioned ozu he was like some I can't remember what what the setup was, but he it was like about how it's kind of like an Ozu movie. And I was like, Ozu, I was like, in stand up. Unbelievable. <laughs> so if Patton Oswalt has heard of Ozu, pretty sure Wes Anderson has, you know,
0: Jared. And oh, what? Yeah. What? Huh? <laughs> Justin <laughs> continues. Jared, what? I just started watching Lars von sure Show, The Kingdom, based on your recommendation. The first episode seemed kind of scattered, but then the man himself appeared in the closing credits to say it is about to get really good. What am I in store for as I continue watching it? Well, mm. JP.
1: What's he in store for, Jared?
0: Uh, uh, the, so there's like the lead doctor. Uh, mm. He's fantastic. Uh, his, his soliloquies. The, I think the real highlight is the end of the first season. Uh, mm-hmm. it will, it goes in a direction that you're not expecting. And then season two picks up off of that beat and you're just like, what, what's happening? I don't know. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I've, I have actually watched that show at least twice through. And yeah, there's these visual moments that are just stunning. Uh, I don't know. It's TV. So I, I feel like the scatteredness is, makes kind of sense, especially as you get into the more mm-hmm. the, the rhythms of like the characters. It makes, it makes more sense. I think even in a repeat viewing. So right. So st- st- obviously I say stick with it. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it's uh, some, some top notch stuff, but again, it's been a while since I've seen it but, mm-hmm. and it's, I think it's like the DVD of it that's out there doesn't look amazing, but I don't know if it was shot particularly on a high end. Cause I think he was kind of very much in the dogma 95 minimal sort of technical mm-hmm. stuff going on. So it's not, it's not uh super cinematic, but he works with what he's got. Hmm.
1: Do you think that maybe it's scattered because Lars Van Trier is a weird dude, and maybe he maybe he doesn't make good movies?
0: Oh, he does. He makes that. Does he though? Does he does? He made that Densher in the Dark.
1: Yeah, that movie's pretty good.
0: But Element of Crime, no <laughs> thanks. <laughs> 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 yeah. Not Goat good. movie question of the week: mm-hmm. What are your greatest monster movies of all time? I have not seen a whole lot, but that <laughs> '80s remake of The Blob that you all recommended was pretty great. Well, uh, for the 80s remake movies, The Thing and Mm -hmm. The Fly.
1: I mean, that's a pretty good triple header. The Blob, The Thing, and The Fly. So for a second when he said monster, I was thinking of something else. Yeah, the 80s Blob is like one of the best, Jared. What about Monster Squad? That's a pretty good movie. Uh, He could watch that with his kids.
0: He already has. He wasn't a fan. did he? Yeah. What? Wolfman's got nerds. You got got, to pay attention, RJ you got to, to, to retain everything we ever talk about on the podcast.
1: What about The Creeps from Charles Band?
0: Does Godzilla count?
1: Yeah, that's where my mind went immediately. I was Jaws. Like Godzilla. Does,
0: is Jaws a monster movie?
1: I, Nin, 90s he, Gamera?
0: Wow, no. So those are Kaju movies, RJ?
1: What about Godzilla? He's
0: just uh, hes a guy. He's just like you and me.
1: He's just a guy.
0: He's just a guy.
1: Uh, what about Gilman? Is he a monster?
0: Uh, from Creature of the Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah. What
1: those are all. Those Shape are all Shape monster. Water.
0: Those are all monster movies.
1: Okay, so what about Shape Guillermo? Of, del Toro? Mm,
0: Tremors. Tremors. Tremors is like is probably, uh, probably, maybe the last. Well, so some people like The Host. That movie's okay.
1: Hey, uh, you know this is second week in a row. Tremors has been brought up oh, yeah. organically.
0: Whew. hey tremors is
1: good stuff <laughs> we might we might take a break week and just watch tremors who knows
0: troll hunter has got monsters
1: troll hunter's a wicked movie i love that thing
0: yeah and the descent's troll got like bat people they're they're pretty creepy
1: uh yeah those guys are cool um what about the mushroom people in uh, the last of us
0: are they in last of us 2 to keep it relevant
1: i don't know i don't know I've, never I've never played either i've never played either man
0: you can't do everything, RJ.
1: I can't. I'm playing a different video game called The Little Nightmares. It's a real Jared thing. It's got huge fat guys in it. You love it.
0: I love it. I do already hear it. <gasps> ah, here is a foodie question for you. With oh, it being a food question, RJ. Okay. With it being summer, I was curious if you pride yourselves as being grill masters. Do they call it barbecuing in Canada when you're just cooking hamburgers and hot dogs? Here in the South, the term BBQ is reserved to actually smoking pork or beef, With my, which my mm. brother-in-law does, but I just cook the basics. Some of my favorites are grilling a medium rare ribeye steak or cooking up a few beer brats. How about you?
1: Mm. Well, Jared, what about you?
0: I do not have a grill, so mm. I am a master of nothing.
1: We, uh we do have a barbecue you do uh, and I think we whenever we use the grill we say barbecue it's not just reserved for pork or ribs or anything like that so even if we're just making like whatever man we'll just we'll say barbecue uh i'm I'm okay I'm all right uh andrea is a little bit better I don't know what it is but uh, she's got a better eye for that like and especially like steaks she's got a really good eye for uh when what's like,
0: cooked and what's not <laughs>
1: yeah well we do like medium rare steaks too and she's i usually disgusting i don't know, i usually go under disgusting i don't mean to but uh it happens Me- so i would i wouldn't i wouldn't say grill Me- master
0: medium rare
1: <laughs> what do you just eat blue rare steaks pretty close fucking
0: love mm-hmm. it like oh
1: animal where do love- you even get a blue rare steak
0: well how did they come rj
1: so you just, what do you just grill it on each side, like two minutes? And then you guess oh, to cook it
0: a little bit longer than
1: that. Well, I mean, a, a good medium rare I did. We just had some a couple weeks ago and they were actually pretty good. It was four minutes, flip four minutes, turn two minutes. And then I took them off and that was like a medium rare. How thick a cut? Uh, I mean, no thicker than you. That's pretty thick. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, um, but- my dad's a barbecuesman. Oh, yeah, he was a chef for a long time, so he's pretty handy. He does everything fish, meat and chef, and meat. Uh, every chef, all the chef, okay. all the chefing, bad yeah, meats. You know, he, he knows his way around meat, RJ. He knows how to handle meat. Oh, but do you uh, know he, also, you want- he also does some potatoes, he does uh, corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. He does, he'll do it all. Um, listener and patreon of the show, Lawrence, his dad, Bill. Oh man, if, if the sun is out. He's barbecuing, mm-hmm. so he's—he's uh, he, he a man of meat.
1: Does he usually have a cold one with him oh, when he's barbecuing? I,
0: I guarantee it.
1: <laughs> he, he's cooking, he, having some cold ones with the boys while he's growing up some burgers and dogs, eh? That's right. Are you? So here's a here's an important question, Jared. If you're at a barbecue, not even cooking, and they have burgers and dogs, do you get one of each, or mm-hmm. do you just stick with a burger or dog? I'll tell you up front. I get one of each. And then if I'm really hungry, I'll get another dog. That
0: sounds pretty good to me. Seems pretty logical because having doubling on, down on those hamburgers, that's a little bit too much. But a hot dog, I mean, it's like you're eating nothing. You're just inhaling that tube just of meat.
1: Nothing at all. You know what? Another good thing is, Jerk. Uh, I have a friend who, uh, you know how like some barbecues have the heater thing on this side where it's like you can put like a yeah. pot with something? Yes. He'll uh, He'll usually fill that up with barbecue sauce. And then when the burgers are done, he'll just drop them in that barbecue sauce. Ooh. And so when you want it, they're heating in the Sa- barbecue sauce in that so you sauce. pull them out. Oh, wow. <sighs> Baby. It's good stuff. Ooh, good stuff. Actually,
0: uh, last Canada Day at my sister's house, um, my dad and uh, my brother-in-law, they were doing barbecue shish kebabs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. tasty.
1: What was on that? Like uh, a pepper, a mushroom, a uh, cherry tomato, and some chicken?
0: Yes, and maybe even some shrimp.
1: Mm. You know, uh, we have a family uh, recipe. Uh, we call them beef sticks. It's like a shish kebab, but uh, the only thing on it is beef. Oh, I thought that was your family last name. That was my nickname in high school. Beef stick. Yeah. Can you guess why? <sighs> yep.
0: <sighs> my annual 4th of July war movie this year will be Platoon. What do you think Ooh. of some of them what do you think some of the most underrated war movies are Hamburger Hill would be up there for me thanks for the time gents Cheers. well thank you Justin uh, thank under, you underrated war movies well I think it's time to
1: dooddle dooddle dooddle
0: hop to my tags because I keep what? track of my war movies RJ
1: What about born on the 4th of July
0: no that movie's not great.
1: Is it because you've never killed a baby? Is that the only reason you're saying that?
0: You ain't never killed a, a baby. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see here.
0: Underrated. <laughs> One of the first movies that pops up is like, on um, the most popular is Dunkirk. It's like, okay. Dunkirk? Dunkirk. Well, yeah, it's like most popular. It's because it's, it's new. Oh. That's what people watch on Letterboxd. It's always biased. So, mm-hmm. I, I, went, I went through this. Let's see. Hey, RJ, remember when you watched uh, Two de Grasse? Remember when we did that? Degras. Remember when we watched that last year? That was a yeah, good, that was that a was, good show. That was a good war movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think We Are Eagles Dare is mm-hmm. a good old manly time. Mm-hmm. Cross of Iron is mm-hmm. some, some great piece of peck and paw filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Play Dirty, starring Michael Caine's great.
2: Great, great, great.
0: Dirty Dozen's awesome. Kelly's Heroes, awesome. Patton's Mm -hmm. very good. The Beast of War from 1988 is good stuff. Mm -hmm. Very, like, 80s action movie-ish, but I enjoy that. Fury with Brad Pitt is a movie that, like, I shouldn't like as much as I do, but, like, it is stuck in my Mm -hmm. head for some reason because it is so unrelentingly grim. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ballad of a Soldier from the Criterion Collection. (sighs) The Cranes Are Flying.
1: I was going to say, Cranes Are Flying. What about The Grand Illusion, Jarrett?
0: No. <laughs> it is rated accordingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Men in War from 1957. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, underrated, underrated. Hell in the Pacific with Lee Marvin and Toshiro Mufune, RJ. Who? Toshiro Mufune. I've never heard the, of such a person. The, the, the stray dog
1: himself. The stray, Is he the stray dog in that movie?
0: Mrs. Miniver. What's that? Uh, Best Picture winner.
1: Mrs. Miniver. That doesn't yep. sound real.
0: 1942. Very good what movie. Is that? It's, hmm. a, it's a cinematic piece of movies. <laughs> Words. Uh, oh, uh, the Ascent from 1977 is really great. One of the, the Ascent. The Ascent. Okay. Yeah.
1: I just had to. Uh... Double check that—that's what you said. Here, the
0: old gun from 1975. I, I gave four stars to. I don't remember what that movie is, but that's mm. that's pretty underrated, right? Right. I guess. Eh?
1: If you gave it four stars.
0: Yeah, that was a long time ago. Maybe my, mm. my maybe I'm not so generous these days. Look at that. I can only gave the Guns of Navarone two stars. Mm. If you like to see cats being killed, uh, you could watch Men Behind the Sun. From nineteen eighty eight, a nice piece of category three uh, filmmaking. That's a uh, that's a good time. That's coming out on Blu Ray, R J.
1: Do you through Kino Lorber or what? Uh,
0: no, from Massacre Video.
1: Oh, that's not a Kino Lorber format N- film. No, no, no,
0: no. Actually, you can't even. I don't even know if you... Uh, Amazon and eBay probably won't even list that movie.
1: Mm. Is it's, it uh like a video nasty?
0: No, it's a Chinese movie, um, and it's but it's file <laughs> oh. like like it actually has like uh, cats and rats being killed like oh. it, grotesquely where even like back then it was like what the fuck mm. yeah, yeah i think
1: I, we're okay with not watching that are actually. you sure yeah i think the world is a white i own I mean, it on. It, i
0: do own it on dvd if you want to borrow it
1: when is cancel culture gonna get animal abuse movies
0: that's a good question. People, really I've been working on that for you years. Know, I, that's one of those things. A lot of the 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 woken on Letterbox they're very much tr- triggered by a uh, the the human sexual stuff, mm-hmm. um, violence and such, uh, sexual violence, but animal violence they don't care. It's, yeah, it's only because of you, RJ, that you've ruined movies. So
1: simulated or real, yeah. they're like, I don't like a uh, play ta- play time of uh, people in uncomfortable situations, but. Totally okay with someone just whipping this cat at another person. Yeah. Argento. <laughs> Fucking guy.
0: He's a visionary. <laughs> <sighs> Stupid. Finally, only, oh. only three emails. That's okay. Well, Colin okay. I Richards.
1: First time in long time.
0: Happy candidate, creeps. My latest project has been starting a list on Letterboxd. I am calling "Certified Creepy." This list will be made up of four to five-star ra- rated films by either Jared or RJ. Wow, Uh-oh. We, we have, but uh, I don't rate movies anymore. Got, yeah, you gotta, you gotta start doing that then, RJ. You're, it's gonna be out of date. That I have yet to see. Cool. However, to make Mm -hmm. it a little bit more interesting, I'm giving more weight to those movies that have similar high ratings from friends of the show. This is both an effort to see some of the movies my fellow creeps highly recommend and my burning desire to create lists on Letterboxd that only have meaning to me. Mm -hmm. I, I hear that. Through this process, so far I've discovered the film most popular among all friends of the show up to this point is The Big Lebowski. That sounds about right. Yeah, I've recently made the list public. If anyone wants to check it out, have a great show. First time, in a long time, Colin Richards.
1: I uh, I can't wait to check. I'm trying to find this list right now. Do you ever? I don't know about you, but do you ever like on Letterboxd if you're looking for something but you don't want to search it specifically? Just try to find like six degrees of separation through things that you yeah, have. Yeah,
0: they need to have a. I do that all the time. Better. I don't know how like what they could do to make a better system. Like for instance, I'm like I had to find. Collins page.
1: See, I just found it because, uh, what was it? I liked the list of his, like, oh, a there. month and a half. Yeah, ago.
0: see, you have to do that route. Right. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. why is it so hard? There he is Mr. C.M. Richa.
1: I got gotcha. you. I see this list with his, list.
0: uh, Daily Earth Stood Still robot, I think. No, that's not, that's not that robot. It's a robot. Maybe it is <laughs> it. No, it is the Daily Earth Stood Still robot, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Uh, what? Yeah, Yeah, it is. There
0: we go. Gort. That's Gort. So it's Gort. That's That's how you know it's him.
1: Some of these movies on uh, Colin Richards' list are shocking that he hasn't seen. Because these are things that he hasn't seen
0: yet. Oh. This this is pretty shocking. You got to get, oh my goodness. These are, uh. Yeah, look at that Jackson right on there. The fact that you haven't seen the Big Lebowski is criminal. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. I agree. That's pretty wild. I mean, some of these too, like Big Lebowski, Unforgiven, Casino. Like some of the other ones, I can kind of see. It's like, yeah,
0: no, no one's popping in uh, Tokyo Story for the most part.
1: Tokyo Story or Possession. No one's just throwing that on for a good time. But uh, yeah, man, some of these are
0: wild. Hey, have what? you seen like the, the the backlash to Scott Pilgrim like that's I don't I know, know. I, like, the, I, don't know. Of, I don't know I don't know what it's up like on Twitter like I, I I see way too many people talking about how Scott Pilgrim's bad and I'm like, is it bad? like I don't know I haven't I've only seen it once in theater. I liked it. I felt like I, but I don't know I don't have the uh, the baggage of uh, having had personal contact with Edgar Wright via Twitter. But I don't know.
1: That, that only affects his new movies for me. I think Scott Pilgrim is really good. So I don't know what's going on with uh, with his stuff,
0: maybe, what his deal this? Maybe because uh, Scott Pilgrim's not a good dude and his depiction of women as items to be won is uh, people got wow. some issues with. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't that's care. I, I actually don't I don't care. <laughs> like, no, I, neither do I. I but... I'm, I'm pretty indifferent uh, to anyone caring about Scott Pilgrim. I, yeah. That's fine. You but I, I, I was surprised. I was kind of like, huh, I thought Scott Pilgrim was the 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 loved uh, Edgar Wright. But then I guess Baby Driver came along.
1: Yeah, because Baby driver's so much more progressive.
0: And I don't think anyone cares about The World's End at all. No, nobody
1: gives a shit. People didn't care about it when it came out. What about well, now? They're like, eh, who gives a shit? I, I
0: didn't even care about Hot Fuzz.
1: I think Hot Fuzz is all right. I like Hot I think Hot Fuzz has some pretty good jokes, but.
0: Sure, That's Shaun of the Dead. It's been a while, but. Dead.
1: It's a, very good. It's a gooder. Very good. Oh, I just, re- uh, never mind. Never mind.
0: What? What's the little. No, oh, I, just, what?
1: I, I went to the homepage and I scrolled down and it says new from friends and certified creepy CM Riches right there. Could have figured, could have just came here, but I guess uh, too bad.
0: There you go. Hey, um, my my Letterbox Pro. Expires right away.
1: Are you Are you gonna renew it?
0: If I want access to my stats to keep track of all those movies I'm watching this week, which was don't you though none. I didn't watch any movies this week other than uh, our movie.
1: Oh, I feel bad bad about that.
0: I am a bad dude.
1: Well, it was nice to hear from Colin Richards. Did a Spirit Gamer email in? No. Where the fuck are you at, dude? He's watching I movies. You, out.
0: you you got called out Spirit Gamer three two one
1: what is it? Two three four maybe. Oh. I wanna know what Hideo Kojima is into this week. Yeah. He's still liking our Instagram posts. I know I know they're out there. What are you doing, bud? Do I gotta go comment on your YouTube pages? Leave some aggressive notes about you being a bro or something, like how people comment on ours. Exactly. I uh, I can't remember. I saw a YouTube comment. I just by ra- randomly I went to our YouTube. I was like, "What are we at right now?" And I went to one of like I don't know. It was like within our most popular ones, and I just saw a random comment. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's like why are why are people like this? You know what I mean, Jer? I
0: wonder which one that was.
1: I can't remember now. But oh. uh, I saw. Some, I can't remember if it was here or somewhere else. Someone was like, "What does this guy have against funny games?" Because I think I brought up funny games like two weeks <laughs> ago. Now I don't think it's a good show. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's a good show. That's all. It's just it's not good. It's
0: controversial.
1: Eh, it sucks. It stinks.
0: Hey, RJ. What? What you been creeping on this week?
1: Uh, I have some movies to talk about, sure. Really? Do you want to hear about TV first? Or uh, I have two actual tell movies to talk
0: about. Tell me about Star Trek
1: star trek all right where are we at here i don't have a ton so this won't take too long my uh, star trek and and watching kind of slowed down this week because uh we've been trying to reintegrate with the uh, society and we were at friend's house and stuff so I, i'm trying to get out there chair
0: trying to get all that covid
1: yeah trying to um So the last one I ended on was 4.7, Worf's son, Alexander. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So then the next episode was 4.8. And I put make-believe future Riker, one out of four stars. (laughs) So this was an episode where Riker, he he gets knocked unconscious and he wakes up in the future and things aren't the way they are. And I don't think I liked it because I was like, there's no stakes in this. We all know it's fake. Get out of here. Get out of here, (laughs) Jarrett. Uh, 4.9, Picard Wesley road trip part two to the planet Dune, two out of four stars. So Picard and Wesley oh, end up on like the Dune planet. Fuck,
0: that's that's season four.
1: Yeah, four point
0: nine. Damn, I remember that episode like quite a bit for some reason because it's like sad okay. sat Picard and Wesley's having to give him yep. water, and it really drives home he was his surrogate father all along.
1: Mm hmm. It's a uh, it's okay, I but was I was proud like, of you. I was proud of you. I don't like uh, the Wesley centric episodes, though. It's all uh, here's a bad one. Four point ten. Two dimensional Deanna. Troy is sad. One out of four stars. So she loses her empath powers. Uh, and because there's a two dimensional being flying by them in space. And then she's like, I can't be a therapist anymore. And then Guinan's like, get out of here. She's like, fine, I'll do your job. And then she's like, you can't do my job. And she's like, why not? you just said you could only do it if you were an empath and really sticks it to her. And I was like, yeah, that's right, Deanna Troy. She's got to take more ownership over herself, Jared. It's like when she gets conned by men. It's like you're a strong, independent woman. You don't need this stuff.
0: Damn it, Deanna. When is she going to learn? When is she going
1: to learn? 4.11, Data has a cat. Three out of four stars. Spot! Uh, So that one was really cool. It was a a day in the life of Data where Mm -hmm. he's like narrating Good stuff. Uh, four point twelve. Keeping up with the Cardassians. Three out of four stars. Finally, so this is the finally, first appearance.
0: I told you
1: of the Cardassians. Uh, they are weird looking. Yep. I find like I know. I'm sure people. I'm sure there's a whole thesis like thesis statements written about like <laughs> the Star Trek alien designs and how it's just ridges on heads and yes. it's like yeah. It's I don't... A... Okay, yeah, there, there, but
0: you got to think there's a really practical reason why that is oh
1: i know i know 100 percent. yeah but uh with so with the cardassians i was like eh i was like they could look cooler but i don't know whatever you'll they do like because you'll get used to them
0: they are kind of like because they're like the new aliens they get like kind of heavy into that but yeah, yeah you're going to get very used to them over the next like especially uh there's, there's, you see more than yeah especially in ds9 because yeah. the, your ds space9 is a kardashian, a kardashian Cardassian ship mm-hmm.
2: that they take okay. over
0: it's like so it's like that design because like they have like those pretty elaborate like little uh, co- like their uniforms they're very militaristic <laughs> yeah. and then they, yeah. they, they they lean more and more into that they all have that same goddamn haircut
1: <laughs> mm, i thought the ds9 was about a space station it is oh okay yeah, but it's a Cardassian yes. station I think oh like an yeah. outpost
0: yes because they were uh, they, they occupied Bajor and that was the space station and then uh, they when they lose the then the Bajorans get win their freedom mm-hmm. uh, that's what the whole idea bd space 9 is that the Federation's kind of there to be like a neutral party or like kind of like help the uh, Bajor, Bajor join the Federation from mm-hmm. the Cardassians okay I, I if I could be totally misremembering this information because i haven't looked at a wikipedia entry on this lately but that's the idea
1: who's to say no i don't know well not i mean that like i meant who's to say if that's where it goes or not i thought they were cool like i did i did like their episode i get three out of four i thought they were neat and they uh i don't know i think they're they're better than what the romulans have been in tng so far because the romulans are there and i think they tried to make them imposing but at the same time you're kind of like I don't care about the Romulans. Their shirts are stupid. You know, Jer? Right. Yeah. Okay, um, I just have two more. 4.13. Ghostbusters Zool tries to F Picard. <laughs> two out of four stars.
0: That sounds better than a two out of four.
1: It wasn't. Oh. Uh, and then the last one, 4.14. Wormhole riden, Three out of four stars. Wait, what? Wormhole riding, three out of four stars.
0: Okay,
1: so the episode's called Clues. Uh, they go through like a wormhole, and they all pass out except Data, and then they all wake up, and then they find out that Data's been lying to them. Uh, you can kind of like figure out where it's going, but yeah. the, I actually thought it was like a decent show.
0: So what's why is he doing that? Because he's been told. he's been told to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you told him to. Dun dun dun,
0: dun. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I already I figured it out based on nothing.
1: Yeah, and it was at, it was uh it was pretty good though, like the the way it played out. Cause I just like data and I like seeing data do stuff, so that's cool. Uh, otherwise, just cause I think you might be interested in this, and I know that multiple people uh, have asked us about if we watch true crime stuff. Like I know George C. Scott Bailey has given recommendations for true crime. Have you ever heard of that like uh, the document HBO thing that they just made on the Golden State Killer? I'll be gone in the dark. No. So uh, it's HBO show. First episode came out, so we watched it. Uh, it's like, do you – this is like way complicated stuff, but it's all entertainment related. Do you know about Patton uh, Oswalt's late wife? Yes. The one who died? Yeah. And how she was the cold case worker? Yes. This is all of her stuff. Yeah. So the show is made by Patton Oswalt, mm-hmm. and they're using like all of her like research throughout the cold case – and then they t- turned it into an HBO show. Uh, so we watched the first episode. And it's all about the Golden State Killer, East Area Rapist. Uh, first episode, it was a lot, a lot like an hour, um, hour long episode. I'd say about 35 minutes was about Michelle McNamara, Pat Oswald's like late wife, just yep. about her. And it's like I kind of get that because it's like. I think she did all the work and since she's not there anymore and because Pat Oswalt's like the producer of this, he's like, he kind of wants to put her up front first hmm. and then they'll get through it. So we were, we were actually just kind of surprised by like how much was there. Cause it was almost like, this is almost like two different things. Cause they talk about Michelle McNamara and then they talk about the East area rapist and you're yeah. like, Whoa. Um, but anyways, so half so, of it is about her and the other half is about, uh, it, they just kind of scratched the surface of, um, the seventies where, and they got up to like where he raped like 40 plus people. And that's kind of where they left it off. You get a few test or like a few, uh, um, stories from like survivors about what he did and stuff. So you get a little bit.
0: So, some, I don't know. Yeah. Some of those stories are pretty fucked. Like, I I think there's like one involving a plate.
1: So he would stack dishes on a, like if there was a husband, he would stack dishes on their back and he'd be like, if the dishes fall, then I'll kill, kill everyone. Yep. Um, Andrew said uh, she like had a nightmare because one of the descriptions was a, uh, they're like we just saw that like not the people like not the people who got raped but like some of the neighbors saw a guy in like a ski mask a shirt and no pants and he was just running through the neighborhoods. RJ. It, yes.
0: It was nothing. Like, it's nothing. Oh,
1: it's just oh no. Well, I, I just I to I make a phone call. Because, what? Uh, I, as you mentioned earlier, uh, so I I thought um. They talk about like some of that stuff, and it was pretty good. I, I thought you might be interested. Yeah, in
0: no, it. I, uh, I, I'd seen. I didn't know this existed actually. It uh, just just came okay, out on Sunday. B- but I know that there was like there was like yeah, Gold Gold State Killer was trending. But I also know that there's mm-hmm. been like he just uh, admitted like he just pled guilty like this week I think
1: was he the did they get him through like that me in 23 like uh ancestry.com stuff or is that like someone
0: else i can't remember but yeah they finally they we'll got, find out, I they got well they got him but i guess that's how they did it and like yeah, yeah. there's uh there's gaps there's it's mm. it's pretty fucking dark depressing stuff I see. That, that, but that, I'll let it play out by itself. But yeah, I mean, this is like yeah. it's kind of a weird coincidence, I guess. Wink that this this is uh, coming out the exact time, the exact same time as the trials
1: actually wrapping up, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't uh, I didn't even know, like I wasn't looking for it or anything. I just popped up Crave and it was like new this week on Crave and it was the first episode. So I was like, "Oh shit. I was like okay. we should check this out." Okay. So uh, I'll i let you know. I don't I don't know how many there are. I think it's like five or six. Okay. So uh, I'll uh, I'll report back near the end. But uh, the first one was pretty good, and then it made me go look at your serial killers list because I was like, hmm, I wonder uh, what other true crime stuff since it's in the air right now.
2: Well,
0: um, I, maybe oh. I'm not sure if this is on Crave, but there's one called uh, Grim Sleeper. Uh to...
1: that's somewhere. Yeah, I, 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 I think that, that that, I think
0: at one point that was even just on YouTube. But yeah, mm-hmm. Tales of the Grim Sleeper, that one's decent. It's directed by a uh, one of the true crimesmen, uh, Nick Broomfield. I don't know, you okay. might, you, he might rub you the wrong way. He he annoys some people because he's very like he's the in, director. Well, he's like it's very Michael Moorish. Like he's in okay. the he's in the frame. You can actually literally see him working, and he's just interviewing mm-hmm. people. Uh, but he directed a documentary on Biggie and Tupac, and which uh, one? Uh, the one called Biggie and Tupac from two thousand two. Oh,
1: let me see, I think I, yeah, oh yeah, I have that one. I thought that was that was like a decent enough uh document yeah, yeah he's fine like
0: he's he's good I think he's okay, yeah. uh, yeah, he did one on and Courtney, and then uh he did two on uh Eileen um runoff mm-hmm. he did two on yeah. her, like the one from when she was first like being arrested, and then he did the follow up ten years after mm-hmm. uh when they're actually executing her. So, yeah, it's And, and he ranch. also directed uh the pretty good documentary Chicken Ranch from
1: 1983. Is that on the the Vegas uh, brothel? Like, uh Yeah, Brothel? Yeah. My uh my brother's uh, father-in-law went to the Chicken Ranch with his wife like oh. uh, a year or two ago cuz it's kind of like a tourist spot Yes, now. yeah. And uh, like they went to buy like t-shirts and stuff. Of course they did. <laughs> I mean, I would buy a Chicken Ranch shirt. That's kind of cool. You like chickens, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, so I, I pulled up your list here and I just uh, I I r- sorted them by your ratings first, so I was like, oh. maybe I'll uh maybe I'll dabble in oh. some of these. I don't know if I actually will or not,
0: but Okay, well I've got s i have got I got some of these uh on in hard copies.
1: Yeah, you can uh I, I would take anything if you want. The one you just mentioned, um Grim Sleepers on Prime. Tales of the Grim Sleepers okay. on Amazon yep, Prime. That's so I can I check that one, that one out. Yeah, that, that
0: one's okay. I mean it's like I think it's like three hours long or something like that.
1: And then the only the last thing I was going to bring up while I'm on it was uh, the thing that George or George Scott Bailey recommended to me was a, a book called American Predator, the hunt for the most meticulous serial killer of the 21st century. And it is on a person named. What is their name? I don't know. I can't remember, but Israel Keys. And it says you might not have heard of Israel Keys. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of Israel Keys, Jared. Have I? But I'll check that out too. Anyways, no, I just wanted to bring up because I know. know you like serial killers.
0: Now, now we're turning into a real podcast. Finally, we're talking all about right. true. We're talking about true crime.
1: True crime. That's all people have wanted, isn't baby. it? Baby, baby, baby.
0: Yeah. Where the hell is my uh, serial killers list? See, I can't even find my own lists.
1: Oh, I I just found it. It was on like page two or three of your. Okay,
0: that's mm-hmm. why. That's that's so something. I.
1: I did, uh, I did a look there on your list and sorted uh, by the ones that you had rated. So I might – I don't know if I'm going to get deep into this stuff, but I might dabble into a little you bit You want to start it.
0: collecting serial killer trading cards?
1: No. I would just like the best ones. Get it's some, like,
0: get some uh, original uh, John Wayne Gacy clown pa- paintings.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't want that, but I would really? I would take like the best Dahmer and the best Ted Bundy <laughs> one. Like not not uh, dolls or action figures, I mean best documentaries. You could watch Bundy uh
0: and... Jeremy Renner's uh, Dahmer movie, which is
1: <laughs> I probably wouldn't, but uh, unless it was good. It's, and it's, then I,
0: I think it's I mean for like a low budget like of those like two thousand serial killer movies that were uh, being shat mm-hmm. out back in the day. That's more... on Prime. It's yeah, it would be worth watching late at night. Yeah. It's like it's, hey, a, it's it's decent.
1: While we're on, I'll, I'll check it out. I think it's I saw it on Prime. I added it. To my I,
0: I think it's maybe as good as Edmund.
1: Oh, I don't uh, know. <laughs> hey, you know what? I uh, why is there no like Jean-Benet Ramsey documentary? That was that uh, girl, right? Who died yeah. Well, they should if, make an you, OJ Made in America on her. Yeah, I'm
0: surprised it's, they. Well, they kind of. We're going to. I, it's complicated because there's yeah. like there's there's some. I don't know if you know the history of it super well. I don't. Okay, that's
1: why I wanted a, a documentary. It's, on It's
0: it's pretty. It's there's probably reasons why there isn't one. Oh, okay. I at this point, but I feel like because it's a it's a mess. No, no uh. one. I don't like no one. I don't know. I feel like people know less about that than a lot of other things. Oh, okay. It's pretty. I don't that's know. I, I'm I'm rusty on the details too, but yeah, uh, yeah it's because um, there was a there was a guy. <laughs> then, oh, anyways, anyways, Where? okay, yeah, interesting. So, so yeah, now you're in you're in my uh, my Your wheelhouse. Wheel, my wheelhouse.
1: Well, from one true crime to another, I watched Copland this week. You yeah, that?
0: But, yeah, I have actually, RJ. And I don't know what you're talking about. How people I've never heard of this movie. It's like what that I've movie never heard of that that movie was everywhere the year it came out. You could not avoid 97? it. I was seven years old. Yeah, bud. yeah. Well, you're a stupid little seven year old. How you? you
1: well. I, have you seen Copland?
0: I've never seen Copland. It's well, just one of those movies that, 37 like, thirty-seven-year-old. I don't want to watch it. It doesn't like. It's not. It's supposed to be like very okay, and that's why I've never watched it. Even when I, I was I going think through that's a. That's a great description.
1: It's, it's very okay. It's
0: very okay, and that's it. And even though it's stacked, it's stacked cast, and on it, paper, this movie should be amazing. And it's just like, you no, know, that's fine.
1: This. This cast is fucking stacked dude i uh i made a joke letterbox review about it but it's just to emphasize how much how many fucking actors are in this thing it's nuts like lots of sopranos alums and like the wire and then like that's that's like skirting over de niro harvey Keitel, and stallone like there's so many other actors in this fucking your buddy ray liotta is in here man 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 tons of people um yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was trending on Twitter a week ago because someone was like, it was like, if you want a, a good movie to pair with the civil unrest in the States, they're like, watch Copland. And I was like, Copland? I was like, what the hell is that? Huh. And I was like, James Mangold, director of Logan? What? <laughs> so uh, I checked it out. It's okay. It <laughs> wow. Should, it should be better.
0: See, this is this is uh, why I haven't
1: watched it. Yeah, it should, it should be a lot better. It's kind of a...
0: No, because people like lost their shit because like, oh, Celestial Sloan, he's so fat. He's so fat in it. He's never he's fat.
1: Not, he's not fat. He just, they like, I think they slouch, slouched out his shirt a little bit, you know? Yeah. And they, they made him like, I wouldn't say the underdog, but he's kind of like, a, he's kinda like a, a demissive, or not demissive, submissive guy. Like, everyone kind of shits on him. So I think maybe that's what it is. It's a interesting role for Stallone, to be honest, because he's, like...
2: Well, because, like, yeah, okay... It's
1: like, a joke it's on everyone. Well, because,
0: like, Sylvester Stallone is, like, legendary for being, like, you know, jacked, top, right? And, yeah. like, yeah. in really great shape. And then in Copland, it's like, oh, he's schlubby. Yeah. And people are like, whoa.
1: What's that? And I then, then everyone it. walks all over him. I think that's what it is more than anything else, yeah. you know? You got dudes like uh, Robert Patrick and Peter Berg with mustaches shitting on him, and you're like... Peter Berg directed one of the worst movies I've ever seen, Mile 22. There you go. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, no, Copland is, it's fine. (laughs) I don't like regret watching it. I was like, it was a good enough watch, I wouldn't watch again, though. You know what I would watch again, probably, is uh, Honey Boy. You ever heard of Honey Boy? I
0: have heard of Honey Boy, and I see, uh, it is also, it's it's almost like a funny game situation where it seems like it's... uh, Meta? No, no, it's controversial it seems very like people either really are into it or they can't stand
1: i think it. that's just because people don't like shia labeouf right possibly
0: or they don't like the attitude of it
1: mm. well so it it's shia labeouf's uh like biography it's directed by a lady named alma harrell which i think is his friend she did a good job um apparently like in the movie is about where it, where he wrote it it's like when he went to rehab he wrote about how his dad like treated him when he was a child actor on even Stevens and that's all it is it's just him he plays his dad and then they have a little kid playing him and it's about him growing up in like a hotel and going to work at like Disney or wherever they made even Stevens and uh, it's just about his life there I liked it man I don't like I don't know what's wrong with it I actually kind of as much as I joke about it I think I uh, I think I'm a Shia LaBeouf guy I like him (laughs) Like I know he's he's like goofy and his art stuff is like and a art isn't real anyways yeah and he plagiarized Dan Klaus yeah. um but uh, I do uh I don't know I maybe it's because I grew up when he was even Stevens kind of guy so me and him are the same you know see
0: I, I wonder because I'm like what what is the difference between him and Miles Teller
1: uh Shia LaBeouf's got way more pain where I think Miles Teller is maybe an asshole okay maybe I don't know. That's what I heard once. I don't know if that's true. But Clifton Collins Jr. was in this, and that's who I thought was in that other movie. No, it's good. It's good, dude. It's just like it's just a movie about him and his like abusive dad. And then you get sad and you're just like, oh, he just wanted to be a kid, but he couldn't.
0: So I think the whole thing with old Shia LaBeouf ripping mm-hmm. off Daniel Klaus was Dan that he like denied it. Like and he fought it. And then when he did, he started embracing it because he's like, Oh no, I do it because I'm crazy.
1: I remember the line I always remembered was he he said it was so influential to him he just he didn't he did it unconsciously he's like I didn't even realize I was played he did he him. did it from memory yeah exactly he's like it's just he's like it was so influential to me I grew or it's like it means so much I didn't even know I was doing it <laughs> which is, I mean like that is kind of ridiculous but uh, I don't know he got beat up a lot as a little kid so <laughs> mm. may, maybe maybe he had it coming. Uh, I, I didn't, I did not say that. I, I think, I, I
0: think there was an implication there.
1: I meant maybe he has I mean, like maybe. rationale for like having lapses in his, uh, his memory of where he gets information because mm-hmm. his, his dad was giving him cigarettes when he was 10 years old and beating him up. No. So he smokes, there's a lot of dart smoking in this.
0: Oh, see that, that did it all.
1: And Shiloh Buff's, uh, dad was a clown. So this movie's he not
0: Down with the Clown?
1: Kind of, it's a not what.
0: Are you, are you down with the clown? So see, Ooh. when I thought about Honey Boy, Honey Boy, I figured it was like some sort of like Swiss Army Man kind of like antics, a little bit of come mm-hmm. to daddy, you know.
1: No, it's it's like it's a literal biography about Shyamavath like as him being a little kid, and then him growing up and being like alcoholic because, uh, I mean, what else was going to happen to a ten year old that like. His dad would like make him stay up all night practicing, give him cigarettes, and then like hit him a bunch and do stuff like that. And his dad was also a convicted sex offender, not of like, I don't know. You'll have to watch the movie. Dads. <laughs> Dads, crazy, crazy. Am I right, bud? I don't know. I thought it was good. I liked it. Great. So.
0: Outstanding.
1: Yeah. Want to hear anything else? I didn't watch anything else, but oh, you shit. I don't know. To I don't tell t- t- you anything else? T- I don't know. Do you want me to tell you about what's what did someone just watch? <laughs> uh, "Twisted Pair" by Neil Breen. Should I tell you about this Whoa. thing? Who just watched that? I don't know. It just popped up on my thing.
0: That's that's wild.
1: Count uh, Ricula sarcophagus, I believe.
0: <gasps> RJ, what Blade the Iron Cross?
1: No, what it's, about it? It's
0: coming. The stand a standalone spinoff of Charles Band's puppet master series an unspeakable evil from Blade's past emerges in the form of a murderous Nazi scientist named Dr. Hauser as Hauser's heinous crimes are discovered the psychic war journalist Elisa Ivanov awakens Blade and together the bloody journey of revenge begins from director John Lachago, director of Killjoy 3 Killjoy mm-hmm. Goes to Hell Killjoy Psycho Circus Blood Gnome Bio Slime, Magov, and Feast of Fear, with mm-hmm. something that looks like a Noise Marine crossed with Leatherface.
1: <clears throat> I know I don't want to watch that movie, Jerk,
0: but you're going to have to.
1: I know I have to. I just don't want to. I don't want to watch any more Puppet Master movies. I saw someone. I saw fucking Full Moon Entertainment like was tweeting uh, the their promo poster for it and like with the quotes on the poster and it was like 3 out of 5 stars says like
0: 3.5 out
1: of three 5, out five stars. stars. It's like that's the best rating they could get. It it's pretty, even It's pretty good. The, it's the, mo- the most movies
0: went, most movies are 3.5 out of 5. Uh, I mean they're saying uh, The Pub that good.
1: It's it's like yeah this fits up with like Copland and uh yeah. I don't know. The Elephant Man
0: that's what is that? What your pull quote is? It's up there sure. with Copland and Elephant Man.
1: And they say, "In what way?" And I'll say, "In all the ways. In all the ways." Yeah, I don't want. When is it coming out?
0: It's probably a VOD in somewhere.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not into that. Was that your news segment, Jarrett?
0: Um, no, just chit chat. You gonna you gonna watch that Eric Andre legalize everything? I know you like to stand up.
1: We watched like five minutes of it, but it was pretty. It was pretty chaotic. I think his his stuff works better for uh, like um, like his skit comedy show because it's I don't the stand up. It was uh, all it came out to, he was just like saying shit. He he'd come home, he come out. He's like, hey, you guys ever give like cocaine to your little brother? <laughs> it, it was just like that, and we're like, well, not. We we were like, maybe another day. We're not in the mood for this right now.
0: How do you like Eric Andre in general?
1: I think uh I like segments on the Eric Andre show. Okay. He's a wild man. Jarrett. Yeah. He is a wild man. He's
0: he's a, he's a wild one.
1: He is a wild one. Uh yeah, so I might continue watching that one day, but Okay. It was uh it was a little bit much for what I had on board. Hey, did you see all the Studio Ghiblies got added to Canada Netflix? It's I cool. I heard You probably own them all anyways, but I do. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I still
0: so have. Uh, I still haven't watched uh, when the wind rises. That's the one I are- I, I, I just haven't. So I'm like, well, I'll wait till his next movie, final movie comes out, and then I'll watch it, and then I'll be like caught up again until I watch his final movie.
1: But when's his final movie?
0: Whenever it comes out. I saw some people getting mad about uh, Ghibli doing some like CGI stuff.
1: In, like in the upcoming movie,
0: CG. Yeah, I don't know if it's. him. Like, I don't even know if it's him. Like I don't know, that Studio Ghibli. They gotta stick with the times. Kids, p- people don't want that two D. Mm. They want all the dimensions. They want four dimensions.
1: Like, what's the fourth one? Smell.
0: Um, t- time.
1: Isn't that what they do in the theaters Dang. in the seventies? It was like 3D with like and then smell vision. <laughs> in the middle of the uh the like, theater. Just... And then they go,
0: What's that smell? It's like, yeah, that's what you're <laughs> supposed to be smelling in the screen. It's like, oh, it doesn't smell like it's like a
1: bakery. It's like, nah, that's what it smells like. You're like, I don't know if this is what Tootsie is supposed to smell like, you guys. <laughs> Tootsie. I don't know. That was uh that's all I could think of. That would be for the right time,
0: the best Studio Ghibli movies on HBO Max.
1: HBO, we don't have HBO Max here. We have Crave.
0: We have Crave, which is how you, one can now watch Doctor Sleep.
1: I saw. Oh, and I, uh, well, I,
0: I've been seeing those hot takes on the Twitter.
1: Well, I did see that allegedly on HBO Max they have both versions, but on Crave it is just the theatrical
0: version. Oh, what a what a load of shit!
1: So I plan not to rewatch the theatrical. If and uh, yeah, there's nothing else Man, to it. I Man, what the fuck? What happened, dude?
0: They're just they're just effing effing you in the a. Crave taking your money.
1: Well, I mean, I got to watch that East Area Rapist that you're so into, so that's one thing. There's a Nicolas Cage movie that just got added called Grand Isle. Ugh. He looks fucking haggard in this poster. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Kelsey Grammer is in this
0: movie? Oh, the baby. hell? You say that like it's a bad thing.
1: I'm just surprised. I haven't seen Kelsey Grammer in anything in like what? 10 years. What's this movie called? What's this movie called? Grand Isle, I-S-L-E.
0: Okay, I'm flipping it around. Oh, shit. The
1: Crave poster, he looks pretty God damn!
0: on the cover of Primal, he looks like Richard Stanley.
1: What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck is up with
0: that? No, I don't know if you looked at Primal. You looked at that poster?
1: No, I'll check it out. Yeah, he looks
0: like what Richard Stanley looks like with his hat.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Big game, Hunter. I did find Grand Isle.
1: Okay, let me see if the... I'll see if the... Letterbox posters. The what? Same
0: as- what a fucking career! Southern Fried oh, Rambo. Guess. Two subplots that don't appear to have much to do with one another coalesce into one unsatisfying blob of a movie. Oh, see, I was excited. I thought this movie was about a blob. That'd oh. be that'd be a turn. That's a Stephen S. Something. Campanelli.
1: Um, okay, I don't know what that is. I see, I see the primal one. Yeah, that's pretty. R- but this Grand Isle poster Jared. All these really posters.
0: Hit. Look at a score to settle. It's yeah. like a, it's, he's like a bad dry brush miniature.
1: <laughs> oh, Humanity Bureau? If anyone at home wants to play along, just pull up Nick Cage's letterbox store find new. The humanity, humanity bureau, bureau. He looks like, he looks like
0: a Cardassian.
1: He does look like a Cardassian. It's weird. What's up, Nick Cage?
0: Well, he's dying his hair black. It's too dark for his yeah. like it just doesn't look right. The wrong color, Mm -hmm. Nick.
1: It's just not good.
0: Look at this is just amazing. (laughs) I mean, this is why people are like, "Oh, oh, I'm so into Nick Cage." It's like,
1: I I mean, I like Nick Cage. Uh,
0: Yeah, you like Mandy, huh? You like, you're a big fan. (laughs) Remember, no, I remember like fucking mom and dad was like the fucking
1: shits. Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, he's such a wild. Hey, when are you going to watch Knowing? That's a good show that me and Roger Ebert, the only movie me and Ebert agree on. The only one. I think it's on. it's on Amazon Prime. You could watch it tonight. Doubtful. Why?
0: This is doubtful.
1: Apparently, there's someone in this movie called Chandler Canterbury. That doesn't sound like a real name. <laughs> Fuck. and um, Mendelsohn is in this fucking thing? Oh Get no. out of here. Oh,
0: no. Hey, Argy, you got any news for us? <laughs> uh, I,
1: I heard some stuff. Apparently, Joss Whedon was abusing all the people in Justice League, and you're like, oh, that sucks.
0: Joss Whedon? But, what about Jeff what about Johns? What about Zack oh. the Snide?
1: Uh, Zack Snyder's the only one they liked. Apparently, Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns have been shitting on people for years, and it's just coming out now. Um, but I, I saw something that you'd be interested in. I heard that your buddy, Michael Keaton, is going to play Batman in the Flash
0: movie.
1: Uh, I think they're going to try to There's still
0: going to be – there's going to be a Flash movie still?
1: Well, I mean they've tried for like the last 10 years. But um, I think they might try to make a Flash movie like Spider-Verse.
0: That'd be fine. I'd be, I mean, Mm -hmm. ah, but live action. Live action is tough,
1: though. Part of of the reason Spider-Verse works so well is because it was animated and they could do it. it. Exactly.
0: And didn't they just do like a multiverse thing? That Crisis on on Infinite Earths on TV? (laughs) I mean, they're just doing that again? Like,
1: fuck. I think so. I
0: don't know. These guys, they're... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a reason why people shit on the old DC, and I'm a I'm, and I'm a DC
1: fanboy. I know. Maybe they should get Josh Whedon to direct uh, the Flash movie.
0: No, they should actually just make sure Josh Whedon doesn't make things anymore. He's got to be one of the most.
1: He hasn't made anything in, since that, and before yeah. that, he didn't make anything since uh, yeah. like an Avengers two.
0: I don't know. Right? He he really. Co- <sighs> He coasts. He coasts, you know. Yeah. And, and I know
1: you're a Buffy guy because you guys dated I in high school. Mean buff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I tried watching Buffy. I think like a couple years ago, and I just couldn't get into it. I was like, yeah. "This is too dated for me." That first season, no pr- attachment.
0: That first season is not good.
1: I watched Angel when it aired on TV. Yeah. Me and my mom, when I was like eight years old, we watched yep. Angel. That yep. was pretty
0: cool. Did your mom warn you about the demons, though? Say, you know, demons. You shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't have a relationship with the demons like this.
1: Dude, I went to Catholic school. Yeah. That work was already done being done by... Uh, and, you're, you there,
0: and there was your mom letting you watch Angel with her.
1: Well, she she loved that stuff. She loved like witchcraft things. Maybe that's why I like Halloween so much. She was like, yeah, witches are cool and spooky. And I was like, you're, you know what, Mom? You're right. Witches <laughs> are cool and spooky. Yep. Anything else? I think you're cool and spooky. Well, thank you. How do you like that? You didn't expect that, did you? I didn't. I, I didn't think of
0: like ever I'd be complimented on the air. That's, I didn't.
1: That's... I didn't say cruel with cool with C O O L. It was like K E W L. Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> did you ever write that on people's notebooks when you were in junior high? Cool.
0: No, no. No, I didn't. Yeah, me neither. Oh, here's here's a complete like random anecdote. So was going through my dad's 1974 yearbook, R.J. Holy shit! The racism, the casual racism in like, the yearbook. In the yearbook, not like people like writing stuff in the yearbook. No, these were like things that like were included a bit by like whatever the yearbook committee was. Like every single like, can you give an
1: example or well, did that incriminate em- us?
0: Well, there's nothing too incriminating beyond like just like hey, anyone who's like not white, let's make a mention of like hey, you're not white. Like, hey, Asian kid, call you Charlie Chan. Or in the like, yearbook? In the yearbook. In print. Like, this is like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's fucked. And on top of it all, the, like, there's no order to it. It's just like people are just dumped unceremoniously into the book with, like, just last names. No order. The first names, the last mm-hmm. names. It's not alphabetical. So there's no real rhyme or reason to finding how people are placed into it. So you just have to, like, go through it. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while you're like, oh here's an indigenous person and they call him chief and you're like what the
1: fuck <laughs> i mean so when did you say this yearbook came out like 1994 well did you know residential schools were open until 1996
0: uh, so 74 like in some, in like, some places I mean, in some
1: places well that was when the last one in canada yeah, closed yeah I, have, that, that would
0: have been the last
1: one <laughs> it was the last one
0: but uh yeah there's it's uh you know <laughs> A lot of stereotypes at work.
1: Well, I mean, um, and I go, he, he was your dad. Hey,
0: it's it was the era, what it was what, the place uh, and time?
1: What high school did he go to? Uh, beep.
0: Wh- what
1: at that one? They did,
0: I can't believe it.
1: Oh,
0: they, oh did, did, they did that kind of thing at
1: beep. Oh my god, Jared. I, uh, this is breaking news. Wow. I know that uh, our fan is gonna go crazy over this. I know that one guy
0: after the break mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's getting hot up in here what kind sweating her balls off kind
1: yeah Japan's hot dude
0: why do people live
1: there I don't know it looks so hot the last two movies have proven it it's true it's so hot it's,
0: it's too hot today <sighs> i yeah. back this is the criterion creeps podcast and tonight we're talking about stray dog from 1949 directed by akira kurosawa and i have to stop myself constantly from saying straw dogs
1: <laughs> why do you connect those uh lines of, because of the title <laughs> What? Well, it's not even similar one has a y and one has a w and an s well i mean the content is different in the movies for sure Yes, they're completely different movies, but it's always this dangerous thing of me going, straw dogs. And then you'll get YouTube comments for like six years. It's like, so. this this idiot said straw dogs. No. well, The tagline for this one, uh-huh. RJ. Yeah.
0: Ellipsis. The suspense-filled story of seven bullets. What? A bad day gets worse for young Detective Murakami when a pickpocket steals his gun on a hot... Crowded bus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Desperate to right the wrong, he goes undercover, scavenging Tokyo's sweltering streets for the stray dog whose desperation has led him to a life of crime. Wow, straw dog, wow. RJ.
1: Oh, stra- straw dogs. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do watch over those straw dogs? What do they do? <sighs> With each step. Cop and criminals' lives become more intertwined, and the investigation becomes an examination of Murakami's own dark side. What? Do you feel that is accurate of this stray dog?
1: No, I didn't feel that at all. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think that, that the cops were uh, ever like um, towing a line. Towing a line. No, it was. It seemed like pretty straightforward detective stuff the entire time. No, I I agree. Yeah, because yeah, I saw that when I logged this. I pulled up and I just read. Like, I don't ever read because I can't, but I had a, Andrea read this for me and she was like, examination of their own dark side. I was like, what? And I was like, that's not what happened in that movie. I was like, I don't know where that came from. So, so I disagree. All right.
0: So this is a movie mm-hmm. I bought from a uh, rental store going out of business back in the mm-hmm. day. And it was mm-hmm. one of those like raids. Like, oh my God. The, the, the sale just started and no one's been here yet, so I bought all mm-hmm. these Criterion's because that's just the kind of guy I am. One sure. of those was this. The only thing it doesn't come with a booklet, which does not which, yeah. which which
1: doesn't matter if you can't read. Why are we even doing this podcast then? Exactly. If you're not going to have the booklet to this thing, get out of here.
0: Well, when you have the internet, it turns out all the essays that are just online on Criterion's website. Oh. In which I actually well, and I actually read it this week even Oh, I? you nerd. And man, I I, I it, it's quite a reach. It's quite it's a lot of reaching. That's all I'll say, I feel. Sometimes like w- it, it feels like when someone doesn't have necessarily something to say, they mm. they talk something up a lot without yeah. like mm. cuz there's like, "Oh, yeah, here's this it's a police procedural." Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie is.
1: It's easy to be vague Jarrett. It's, not, it's, it's not
0: quite vague. It's just um, words, lots of words. Mm-hmm. say so anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'd seen this before about 40 years ago it was fine. It was good. It was a good, okay. d- good little movie and uh, rewatch okay. it again and I uh, can report yes, it's feel I feel about the same way mm-hmm. uh, a run through of this little movie. So yeah, uh it opens up with Murakami. He has gone to his his police chief, his his supervisor, saying with great dishonor that his gun has been stolen.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's like, Well, where, where did you last see it? He's like, Well, I was at the firing range. And uh firing it off with the boys, having a laugh, and then mm-hmm. you, you just throw once you're done, you throw your gun in your pocket. <laughs> like it's not uh,
1: a, it's like his fanny pack almost. Yeah,
0: it's not his it's not his holster. That's oh yeah, that's, yeah I yeah.
1: See. He just like he's
0: just in my pocket, and I'm gonna go go take the train. That's super crowded with this lady who smells of perfume, and mm-hmm. uh all of a sudden it's like the gone. That's the last time he saw it. And of course, there's like one guy who's obviously the one who stole it off of there. Mm-hmm. He's because he's I don't know, which is pretty good. It's pretty good casting. He's got shifty eyes. It's, it's good performance to be like mm-hmm. how do you how do you play a scumbag low key. How do you just be how, like a, a low-key scumbag it? on a train? Well, actually, we just saw this uh, sequence kind of play out not that long ago on uh, Up on South Street.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought uh, that. It was no was gun
0: similar. being stolen, but there was pickpocket action on an overcrowded train. Metaphorical uh, gun. Met, metaphorical gun. Smoking a, 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 gun. At, at, the, at the head cool. of America.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Watch court. out for the red minister. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So
0: he goes to his chief. He's like, I'm going to, that's it. I'm going to get chewed out <laughs> here. And he like, and the chief's like, I'll let you know. And uh, so he's like, well, I'm going to do what any police officer does. Is I'm just like, because apparently he's just like a brand new hire to the detective um, mm-hmm. uh, department, I guess. So he's a detective. He's solving the real mm-hmm. case. He's not just a beat cop. But he's going to be like, well, I'm going to scum up and uh just be a a deplorable rj i'm going to go go, go hit, hit, hit hit the streets and okay. uh everyone goes hey you're a little too well fed <laughs> to be like what you're acting like you mm-hmm. a little too you're a little too thick
1: so you're a little uh you're a little stiff for a uh, homeless drifter you uh you smell a little too clean not nearly enough diarrhea coming out of uh-huh. you
0: so this guy he's got no wife no kids no backstory uh-huh. really he's just like he's a very I guess much like the poster child of, like, the the perfect cop. But he's, like, he really wants to make a part. Like, he's ready mm-hmm. to, like, call quits, too. Like, he's like, that's a I fucked up. Uh, mm-hmm. I've dishonored the, my badge. I can't do this anymore. I have to go. Of course, yeah. there's the real fear. And, of course, this actually does wind up playing out of what happens when your gun is stolen. Um, and, like, what crimes can now be committed? So, Which is, like, it's so quaint. Mm-hmm. It's so quaint, mm-hmm. RJ, because in 1949 Japan which I'm feeling like is not too far off from like 2020 Japan as far as like gun laws go but um your I, guess is I, I as as don't mine. know but it feels like this is like a big deal like holy shit, there's a uh-huh. gun out there this is a real bad deal mm-hmm. whereas in America it's like eh, you have you, been you get shot by one gun you've been shot by all of them
1: <laughs> is that uh is that on there like declaration of independence
0: i'm pretty sure that is like uh the the creepsville police's uh like standards like yeah you got a gun Mm -hmm. yeah run with it
1: have a little fun takes one to know one i think is uh one of the other uh classic lines that it's written on all the guns in america right so we got the the preamble of the gun being stolen
0: uh, mm-hmm. we we actually even get a chase pretty quickly. He did try to catch the man who stole the gun, was uh, unable to. He, sl- he snuck away. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get the whole process, the prolonged process of him looking for the gun himself, asking around, trying to like extend the moment. So it's not like an immediate thing where he's just like, he stumbles directly into uh, a lead. He has to, mm-hmm. like he spends what feels like a, a ridiculous amount of time considering, I don't know if most police forces would be like yeah just go find it take your time go walk around work the angles (laughs) like does he does he not have cases he should be working on or do they were like well we'll send this guy to go find his own gun
1: he's kind kind of like I got to resign and they're like well no I was like go look for it for a while Mm -hmm. to see what you can do I guess and he's like that's it and he's like yeah he's like go try and if not then what are you gonna do it's kind of like that attitude I think
0: he gets a little bit of uh, friendly advice saying, yeah, he achieves. like, yeah, he can be, he can be like that, but we'll see what happens. So eventually, um, in the process of him looking and boy, do we get to see him look, mm. we get shots of his, his shifty eyes looking around the streets of, uh, that post-war Japan, uh, mm-hmm. that you see in a movie like, uh, battles without honor or humanity. Mm. And, that going through the squall, he seems to be descending deeper and deeper into like the, whatever, uh, Tokyo of the time. Mm -hmm. It's very uh, hot and sweltering and filthy everywhere. Mm. And Mm -hmm. uh, eventually word comes that uh, it has been used in a crime. Mm -hmm. Someone's been shot in the knee. In a robbery. This mm-hmm. this happens actually a bit later. There is the the whole build where he gets a lead that like there is a trade of like where guns get stolen and yeah. that they uh basically there's like renter people who rent out the guns. The pistol dealers. Yeah, the pistol dealers. He's like trying mm-hmm. to find a line on that, lots of following and pacing, and eventually he comes across one woman uh who's then tips off the guy who trades in the guns, who's throwing rocks at his head as he's trying to get some sleep. Mm-hmm. And then this leads to another um, another woman. He runs through a bunch of IDs, photo IDs, to try to figure out uh, who could have been involved. He, he does find the woman that whose uh, cheap perfume, which is always a weird dig. It's like, what is mm-hmm. good, what does good perfume smell like compared to cheap perfume? Because I find most perfume not that great. It burns. You, RJ. you don't even
1: wear deodorant, so it's like this weird thing that uh, has been unmasked uh, by mean, this podcast.
0: Everything to me just smells like rotten
1: death. So it's it's not a good way to go, no. dude. It's not a good way. Yeah, isn't perfume made out of like gross stuff? Anyways,
0: it's, it's all made all all uh, puppy puppy dog smiles, uh, <laughs> puppy snails, tails, puppy dog. Whatever, whatever. Uh, the fuck, uh-huh. the fuck. So anyway, um, he, he follows around this, uh, older woman, mm-hmm. um, and follows her and follows her and follows her. And you know, these days, I think the, a person would just call the police station and say, I think this man's harassing me.
1: But <laughs> do you think they would trust these, the police?
0: But then they wind up stargazing as you do with an mm. officer of the law. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, while this, uh, this fallout happens. Yeah, this is where the person gets shot in the knee because, oh, mm-hmm. the ration card. <laughs> Remember? I, do you know where your ration card is, RJ?
1: Mm, I just dig out of the garbage for food. Yeah.
0: So an interesting thing, I guess, this movie does is the 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 man who stole this gun, uh, mm-hmm. Yusa. You don't see him like really much at all. You see him at the very Until beginning the of the movie, and then for a whole like. God, over an over an hour of like you always hear about this guy, and he's always like one step ahead of the investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find out that he's not just some like low life, but in fact he's a he's a veteran. He's from the war, and he's mm-hmm. he had to resort to this desperate life. And uh, yeah, we get to meet his sister and his sweetheart, a showgirl. Ooh. We get to see mm-hmm. a Japanese showgirl routine.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's, like, some of the most, like, stilted, like, robotic kind of, like, it's it's really weird because it's, like, their movements, I feel like, are really stiff, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's not really what I was expecting for, like, dancing. That
0: That's not what you're paying for?
1: Well, I just thought it'd be a little more fluid, do you know what I mean? A little more gender fluid, if you really get what I mean. But it's just, like, it's really robotic, and I was like, I feel like it's not, like, it's not as, like, wavy as I would have wanted.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Do you know what I mean? I, I'm,
0: yeah. You have no idea. You're like, I don't
1: know what he's talking about. I thought it was weird. It was the dance. Yeah. is What I'm saying.
0: Yes, it, it brought attention to yeah. itself. That's that seems mm-hmm. to happen sometimes in these criterions, these dance numbers. The what numbers? The dance numbers. Mm-hmm. The Circle Rouge has got some of those. Yeah,
1: there's some that are better than others, though. Yeah. Like, I think that one in Matrice where uh, that big French mm-hmm. guy, he's like flexing a lot and eating like sausages and stuff. That was a good one. You remember that part in Matrice? <laughs> um, I Maybe that's a director's cut. I don't
0: recall that.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. So anyway, um,
0: the gun gets used again. This time as a murder yeah. weapon. I guess I should also mention that, yeah, he's working with uh the veteran detective, Sato. Oh, yeah. Old Akiru uh, himself,
1: mm-hmm. so him, uh, Takashi Shimura. Yeah, that's right. He's a hell of a guy. Yeah, he, he's a he's been popping up a lot mm-hmm. lately, Jared. And so
0: he's a kind of, he's kind of the uh, you know yeah he's the uh, he, he's seen it all. Mm-hmm. He has no sympathy for the common criminal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he kind of knows how to beeline it through the bullshit. When it comes to questioning yeah. a suspect, he's like friendly with them. He knows how to treat them with, the, with the respect to a point, And then he starts dropping them with the hard qu- answers, questions. He feeds them, gives them smokes, mm-hmm. moves along. But he knows at the end of the day, they're dirtbags, which is a dated maybe concept. Um, is it? And, well, it feels like Mifune. Uh, mm-hmm. In his Murakami role, he's the one that's supposed to be challenging that. He's, and we're told, ah, he's so naive. You, you only we're remember this because it's your first, but soon you'll forget all about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's like the whole point, right? It's like I have. He's like, you have so many citations. He's like, ah, I don't even know where I got all those things. And he's like, one day you'll see, you'll yeah. see, Jared.
0: So yeah, upon the the murder, um, mm-hmm. it's, there's, yeah, there's the thing where the ID of the bullet came earlier. It has, yeah. has a similar spiral that, that the forensic scientist says, oh, congratulations, you found the bullet, buddy. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, but it's my bullet. And then, of course, by this point, when the, the murders has been committed, it's like, does it even matter at this point?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like in uh, your favorite movie, The Dark Knight. Remember when they found the, the matching bullets there? Of course. Do you, do you remember, Jer?
0: Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought of. Yeah. So, eventually... With a lot of, uh, some interpersonal things between, uh, uh, sister and girlfriend back and Mm -hmm. Mm forth. Will they give her up? No, she, she can't give him up. He loves, he loves her. She loves him.
1: Story as old as time, Jerry. Yeah,
0: she won't, she won't cough it up. But uh, Sato's like, ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go chase some leads down, old school style. So he's mm-hmm. like, so there's like a lot of time where they're split apart, and he's so uh, Murakami's watching the house with the with the ladies, and uh, Sato's uh, looking for Yusa, and he just happens to stumble across him uh, in the course mm-hmm. of things. Heads over to a hotel, and so I would say like the first hour and a half of this movie, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it has, like, a lot of stuff to me that, like, jumps out. is like, wow, that's really good. But the last mm-hmm. half hour of this, it, like, takes it up a notch because mm-hmm. I feel like everything at that hotel, the layout of that and the way it just, like, accidentally creates this tension. Not accidentally, but it inadvertently happens in a way you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. Because you're, and it's set up beautifully.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So how it goes is uh, Sato shows up. He tells the, I guess, like, the front desk guy. It could be the owner, whatever he says. Hey, this I'm looking for a suspect, and he deduces, hey, this person's staying here. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. d- don't tell anybody I'm a cop. His wife overhears this, and then later on, she's just like kind of walking around with the baby, like trying to calm the baby down, and she's like, I'm gonna get that cop to come and talk to you. Just as the suspect you says walking down the stairs in his white pants, and you're like, oh shit, that's some some Hitchcockian filmmaking. That's oh. a, that's really good stuff, and then so now you're like, oh fuck! Uh, the audience knows that the, the bad guy knows, but Sato mm-hmm. doesn't know. His back's turned. He's on that phone call. He's trying to tell Murakami where he's at, and then there's mm-hmm. a but there's a phone call on the other side. You get this amazing scene with this deaf, dumb old man who like, can't hear, and there's a mm-hmm. thunderstorm going on. Lots of what? Huh? You're looking for who?
1: Oh. Murakami, it's like Nakami, Murakami, <laughs> oh. Namaki. Oh,
0: love, love that! And then, and then, it then takes that dark turn. Sido gets uh gets shot. You get him; he's mm-hmm. writhing around, face down though, so you know he's okay because it's just a bullet. Mm-hmm. He's just been shot.
1: He's super cop. He's got ten citations.
0: Walk it off, walk mm-hmm. it off. So that's great. Uh, Sido gets whisked off to the hospital, and of course, and at this point, Murakami's like, God damn it son of a bitch this is all my fault and of course um uh the the sister harumi uh she's of Mm -hmm. course like well i can't help you but (laughs) now she's i
1: I can't tell you where he will be but i'll tell you where he won't be he won't be outside of the train station or bus station on 26th Mm -hmm. and 5th he won't be outside of it i'll tell you that much that kind Mm -hmm. of line you
0: yes Yes, mm-hmm. and so they find out about the train station, and so next we have uh, Murakami go to the train station, and mm-hmm. you, you know immediately there's like this panning shot of like all the people that are in there, and you're like none of these are this none of these are the same guys, mm-hmm. like th- th- these are all people, and he's like you go through the thought process of like the the voiceover narration of the going through, and he's like oh, mm-hmm. then he goes ah, oh, but it was raining. And so he was wearing a white suit, and all these people were wearing white suits, but he'd have money. He'd have muddy boots or shoes. Mm-hmm. And then we get this panning shot of all the footwear. And then you get to the guy who's just ridiculously muddy.
1: i it's it's like ludicrously over the top muddy. Like when I saw him, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, they just slapped mud on this guy. Like it was like a family guy cut where it's like, he might have mud on him and it'd be a guy completely drenched head to toe in mm-hmm. mud. And he'd be like, who me? Oh. oh, and somehow
0: I completely didn't see him the entire time we've been in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, this is then followed up with when they meet eye to eye and mm-hmm. they see each other and they know the jig is up. And so mm-hmm. we get a We get a chase. We, we pick up for the movie left off. With a uh, w- law chasing after the criminal mm-hmm. uh, But now it's kind of in a more rural setting They run through the woods And uh, finally they confront one another face to face As uh, Yusa pulls the gun We know mm-hmm. that there's only three bullets left mm-hmm. and, th- and it's very important The countdown of the bullets as they're being used And you're like, We're... well how do you know a stray bullet didn't go off That you didn't know about But mm. that's fine
1: were bullets hard come by at that time?
0: Well, I mean, that would probably help to the controlling of uh guns in this in this yeah. part of the world, I guess, is that hey, guns are kind of worthless without bullets. So mm-hmm. having both a gun and bullet that go together. Yeah.
1: But if he was like such a big crime boss guy, do you, you think he couldn't get his hands he's on not some... a crime,
0: But he's not a crime boss guy though, No, right? he, he's not just, like
1: yeah. yeah, he's just but... he's just a dude. He's no Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, that wouldn't work for suspense. Right, suspense is three bullets are yeah. left, right? So
0: this though, so we get to the end of this movie, and this is where this turns into like the granddaddy of anime and manga, <laughs> because oh. we have this we have this uh, scene where like piano music starts playing over this like mm. this standoff as these two men stare at each other in the woods, and mm-hmm. they uh, they look around as they hear like, oh, there's like a woman over there playing music. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a gu- But uh, so Yusa shoots uh, Murakami, who just mm-hmm. fucking takes the bullet, just no-sells it. And mm-hmm. he's just standing there, standing there staring at each other. The music plays. The woman hears this gunshot. She looks out. She sees these two guys just standing there. And she goes, huh? Back to the piano. And she goes back to playing. And these men just are staring at each other. There's these close-ups of like kind of like his Shots that have nothing to do with anything but the set, like a branch, some leaves, Mm -hmm. and like the blood just running down his hand. He's just standing there and breathing and breathing. And he's like, it's a battle of wills as they look at each other. And he starts walking forward. The last two shots uh, do not hit their mark. They just are too random. Yusa's spirit is broken, and uh, Murakami Mm -hmm. lunges at him. The the gun click, it's empty. He and then they struggle as they start rolling around on the ground. He turns bestial, and uh, he starts scampering away. Murakami pursues, and he finally gets his man and Mm. puts the handcuffs on him, and they stare at each other. Yusa starts screaming like a a wild beast. Uh, It's like the Joker. Murakami has uh, achieved his goal. And Mm -hmm. I, I wish the movie just ended right there. Because yeah, I've been like, this, this yeah. is like this is all it needs to be, mm-hmm. but then it has this like little like epilogue with mm-hmm. uh, Sato. Got to make sure you know, hey, Sato's back at the hospital. He's okay now, and he's like, hey, just one more thing, you know, police are really important. You got to respect the police. The cr- there's no, there's no reason to be a criminal. They're all mm-hmm. pieces of shit without any redeeming quality, and you're like, huh, damn, I, I don't think this movie needed that. At all.
1: Yeah, but um, uh, I can comment that okay. after. You can so continue, it's, fu- it's
0: really funny that you just mentioned yeah. the thing about Killing Joke.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, honestly, that's like the way it ended. I was like, this reminds me of Batman and the Joker. So it's like killing joke ending. Okay. So the reason I thought, I think that's funny is so, uh, so
0: Kurosawa does not hold this or did not hold this movie in very high regard. He initially said that he thought the little of the film, calling it, quote, too technical, and also remarking that it contains, quote, all that technique and not one real thought in it. Which mm. is very similar to Alan Moore's thoughts on Batman: The Killing Joke, where he's like, "Yeah, it's like nothing. This is this work means nothing to me, even though it's mm. like so. It's probably one of my most guard, widely yeah. read things because it's like it looks gorgeous and it's got Batman and Joker in it. That's its merit. And uh, I mean, I've always liked it, but mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan. Just like uh, Kurosawa is not a fan of this, which is like his Killing Joke, R.J." but
1: it, it honestly it kind of is that's what i thought uh, when the, I watched the last it.
0: thing on the production notes of this movie because there's not a lot of information on this movie um yeah probably it was sort of like a curacao biography but uh this this writes it, it is his attitude had changed by 1982 when he wrote in his autobiography that quote no shooting ever went as smoothly and that the excellent pace of the shooting and the good feeling of the crew can be sensed in the finished film is that really a change of attitude does that really cancel out what he thought of it before? Being like, yeah, it's too technical. No. All that technique, not one real thought in it. Because, yeah, it's a, it's a genre exercise. That's mm. that's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, like I, uh, it's, a, it's a decent movie. It, mm-hmm. It's definitely that uh, second tier Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. But I think that last half hour is really, really good, though. Other right. than the last beat, kind of, uh, I found flat, considering, like, mm-hmm. if they just left that out, it w- it could have actually been uh, like a great kind of like final image, but mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I what do you agree think? You. yeah, I agree with about you Jared. E- about and, everything. Most most of, the, of what you say, yeah. Uh, definitely the ending because I think the biggest thing against this movie it's like it's like twenty minutes too long. There is and a lot of investigation. Lot of, <laughs> uh, well, invest here. Here I have I have a three three tiered example of why this movie is too long. Number one, when he's going through the slums, you even pointed out you're like he gets a really good look at Tokyo or uh, like wherever he's like going down from like the upper like upper city to the lower below with all the criminals and the poor people is like he's looking around and he's walking around and he's looking around and he's walking around. And it goes on for like seven minutes, maybe I think nine minutes I've read. Oh, wow. See, I was just throwing a shot in the dark and I was nine minutes even better. Nine minutes doesn't seem like a long time. Just sit and watch count t- nine minutes out. It's a fucking eternity, especially in like movies. Mm-hmm. So like that happens and you're like, whew. Wow. And then you get some more stuff that's good. And then you go to a baseball game, Jared. And the baseball game is the second example of things going on too long. Because you get lots of baseball highlights. And it's like, I understand that like the sport is really big over there. And uh <laughs> like I don't know, like the actual. I don't know if there was any need for it. It's like other than the fact that they were at the baseball game, other than maybe Kurosawa was kind of like, I want to throw some baseball highlights in here just because I like it. That's what it seemed like to me at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. So the baseball thing's like way too long, and then the ending for sure. Like I do think if it ended where, I think if it ended right at that scene where they're like together, I think this movie would have a totally different hit and be way more well-regarded but the little the little capper at the end they're like oh well you know it's like life's crazy hey bud and it's like kind of some of that stuff you're just like like it it doesn't need to be in here and it's like an extra five minutes that is just prolonging this thing the runtime over two hours where not such a stickler for run times just like it is too long you know, it's just too long. For This, t- for this type out. of story, yeah, it is yeah.
0: definitely uh on the. I'm gonna call it padded. It just, yeah, there's just things you're like, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't leave that in the movie now, because yeah. even like movies like 1949, like your your usual like film noir, which this is very reminiscent of, mm-hmm. uh, plot wise, it doesn't. Yeah, to me, it doesn't actually really feel like a film noir. It's described as a crime drama film noir, and also saying that it is a precursor to the contemporary police procedural, which is hilarious because uh, M is like 1930, and mm-hmm. Buddy Cop, Buddy Cop, RJ.
1: Ah, uh, I mean, I ac- I think that's kind of okay. It's not like Cop out with like Tracy Morgan and uh, Bruce Willis. It's not that Buddy Cop, but uh, I mean, it is two cops that are friends and they're doing police work together. Does that count?
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's no...
1: Is it In the Heat of the Night? It's <laughs> no Turner and Hooch. Freebie means... in the, freebie and the Bean? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen that. I don't even know where I would begin to see that movie.
0: <laughs> Maybe, uh, like, two feet away from your hand.
1: <sighs> no. People don't know what I'm looking at. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Buddy Cop's a fair enough assessment. I will say, like... So I'm, I'm pretty on board with you. I think Stray Dog is a... I think it's good. It's not great. I think it's bogged down by that stuff a little bit. Yeah. It does have an awesome final 30 minutes. Like that scene where you're talking about with the, uh, him kind of descending the staircase with the reveal or not even there. Like, yeah, like the yeah. reveal of the smoking gun, the bomb on screen that Hitchcock would talk about. That's <laughs> awesome. And then, uh, all, all that shit. Like I like
0: <sighs> all that shit,
1: <laughs> all that shit. Well, him on the phone, the yeah. miscommunications, it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's good because it's like a little piece of like levity before like a guy gets shot and it's like oh that's good. It's like a nice little it's it's put together well where you have you you get the sense of like tension then it gets relieved for a minute and then it gets kind of put, put on even thicker which I would argue that is expertly done in M Night Shyamalan's 2004 film Signs jared if you've ever seen that of course yes so i'd like to compare these two movies together for uh, just (laughs) one just for a second um so it's really it's really well done there uh so the last half hour is good first little first hour it is a little i wouldn't say like boring but you're kind of just like watching and you're like there's nothing super interesting to hook you into it other than like the prospect that something big might happen. And I know that's like long game and that's like the point of movies. It's like, well, you gotta get to the ending. And uh but I mean Stephen King would say it's the journey, it's not the end. It's not the destination, right, Jared?
0: That's right. That's why he' and, and, and hey, for saying something like that, uh J.K. Rowling just might not uh follow you anymore.
1: For saying that it's the journey and not the destination? Exactly. Well, I mean, maybe people need to stop worrying about what she says and just live their lives. And like, you know what I mean? It's like, look at Stephen King. He was just like, I don't give a shit what you're talking about. And he's like, I'll just have my own opinions. Slap them right back on you. I'm proud of him. He's my boy. But also, I feel like he doesn't give a shit what J.K. Rowling thinks. No. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> nobody should. Who they, cares? They, they
0: can go each back to their piles of money.
1: Yeah, they can both go back and lie on their billion dollar like enterprises that they've created. So whatever.
0: Um I was gonna say something about Stephen King's sexual compatibility, but
1: you're the only person who knows about that unless anyone else has listened to the audiobook of on writing and uh
0: It's it's, it's worth it. It's all worth it, folks. Just for the that
1: troubling <laughs> Quote about uh, his marital life and what that's all about. Um, problematic. But I mean, hey, look, he's the hero we needed, right?
0: So what about Kira Kurosawa? <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, I, I agree with you. I think this is, it's like, it's kind of a bummer because we got Ozu and Kurosawa two weeks in a row, but they're I wouldn't say, le- they're like lesser movies. They're just not as good as like they're all-time bangers. This one, though, like it, it does have a lot going for it where it's like Toshiro Mufune Akiro himself, I forgot his name already. Um, Takashi Shimura, he got these two guys together. It's like they—they're a really good pair. They're both wicked good actors. I mean, how? When? When do you not like seeing Toshiro Mufune? I actually didn't even fucking recognize him at first. I, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard he's to pretty, picture him without yeah. like, the beard and mustache. When, he, when so, he, like w- clean shaven, is when,
0: weird. When we see a little bit of screaming, though, that's when it's like, oh, yeah. "There's my Mufune.
1: You go, that's what I, that's what I signed up for. Yeah. So you got, you got them in there and I do like, I wish Kurosawa made some more detective stuff. Like I know he has a good bit. Um, and like, especially we watched high and low, like, which, yeah, and and, and I think, yeah,
0: we'll get there. Some people mentioned some high and low comparisons in the low star ratings. It's like, yeah, Uh, this movie is definitely no high and low. That's, that's for sure.
1: And I, I don't hold it against it's, it. It's that, not even. It's, it's, it's no. It's
0: no ransom, right, RJ?
1: Few things are, Jared. That's number one on our creeps list. What? Um, reading the Criterion Collection. Ransom's number one, I think, isn't it?
0: Laser uh, disc. Ah,
2: uh,
1: yes. Nobody will check into that. Just no, go with it. No facts uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's. I think it would I would have liked to see more Kurosawa detective stuff because is like so good and I'm not I'm not even gonna compare it to that. It's just I think Stray Dog's okay. It's just uh I think he could have done more with it. And I think he would have excelled a little bit more in these types of movies. Does Kurosawa have any horror films, Jarrett? No. Kega Musha? Dreams? No. Ron? No uh what about rhapsody of august maybe okay all right well anyways i think uh stray dog is deece it's pretty deece <laughs> pretty deece pretty deece but uh yeah it's not um it ain't like real great or nothing i don't know
0: so, so, I mean, you were kind of, like, perked up when I mentioned anime, manga, like, battles. Uh, Did you not feel I, that? Like, I don't know. Because you know, like, sometimes they do those, like, artful shots, like, in, a, like, Neon Genesis, where it's, like, mm-hmm. there'll be a moment, and then they just, like, cut to some, like, arbitrary thing off to the side, like a cricket mm-hmm. on a branch, or, like, a wide shot, the sky, and just, like, ambient sound. It, that was, like, I'm like, whoa, this is a, uh, I don't know, these, these film techniques remind me a lot of things that come Afterwards. And I'm not sure, I don't recall seeing that a lot in Kurosawa's movies otherwise. He seems to be very mm-hmm. focused usually on the action, and that kind of like stepped out of it for a moment. Mm-hmm. And kind of like was addressing this like, I don't know, bigger thing of like law, order, and um disorder.
1: Law, chaos. order, chaos. and disorder? And chaos.
0: Like the conflict in the woods, stripping down two men and uh, a piece of metal in his hand
1: a piece of and, metal. and,
0: and even in, even when taking bullets you just shrug it off and you, as the blood runs down your hand you're just like ain't no thing law is, law is righteous you must strike down the the wrongdoer so I slap, mean, the, slap the cuffs on him
1: i didn't feel any of that Jared oh, okay, but uh fine. i did perk up when you said anime and manga cuz uh, just you, I, yeah. I i just couldn't wait to hear what you had to say about it yeah as you as you adjust your uh Goku T-shirt, yeah, my Goku shirt and my Full Metal Alchemist underwear. I was just excited because I know your manga collection is only seconded to maybe Guillermo del Toro, and I know that's a big Criterion boy and a lot of a lot of people, a lot of fans that listen to this show. They uh, they're here for manga, and it's just uh, <laughs> there's not enough of it. Am I right? Gotta, they take it where they can. Yeah, uh, take it where they can. <laughs> so all the Miyazaki movies in uh, Criterion? Fuck. Am I right?
0: Got to got to break them free. All right. Hey, you want to hear about who hates stray dog? Uh,
1: I mean, I can imagine. So, no.
0: Well, too too bad. Okay. Uh, Nat Mart three fourteen. Hmm. One and a half star. The first half of the movie has great character arcs and a complete story that ends, but the Shh. second half continues with a tone change and a new poorly crafted story. What the fuck? It's it it is feels like two movies crammed into one, but not in the good way. Like Pulp Fiction, the entire second half of the movie felt like a waste uh-huh. of time.
2: What the fuck?
1: Well, don't they all end? It's too bad that the movie ended. That's I, not that's, she, I mean that's not what they said, but you know.
0: Okay, tell me about is that the, Nat Mart.
1: Uh, well, well. Uh, Uh, I believe she attends New York University. NYU, Jarrett. Holy shit. Film and television. Wow. Huge. Huge. Favorite films include Goodfellas, Moonstruck, My Cousin Vinny. They got a thing for the Italians, Jarrett. Other five-star films include Ferris Bueller, Inside Out, Megamind, Tangled, Bicycle Thieves, Passion of Joan of Arc. What is that in here? They only have one half-star film, Jared, and it's incel fanfic Joker of last year. That's right. That's right. The best actor award-winning movie, Joker. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know what their beef was with that. I mean, I know people hate that movie, but yeah. I don't know if it's a half-star film.
0: Right? Uh, I'm a movie guy. <laughs> Two stars. Okay, bud. Ironic. <laughs> Is it ironic for a movie about a stolen gun that there are exactly zero gunfights?
1: No, there's that, no, there's one at no. the end.
0: Yeah, no, there, that's, there's I don't think there's any irony in that at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, the movie doesn't the title doesn't have to be taken literally, like Skyfall. Well, The, well, the title, movie-
0: the, the title, well, there's not, there's like, oh, you, not
1: even the title, yeah. Yeah, He's like, wow. it's a
0: movie about a stolen gun And there's no gunfights It's like, what?
1: <laughs> God okay, damn well, If you think of the title this per- One of this person's five star films is Skyfall It's like the sky never falls hey, hey RJ,
0: were you worried when this movie opened up With like a dog? Like the very opening uh, title card I was. You're like, uh oh, are they going to kill that dog soon?
1: I was more like, someone should give that dog a glass of water Because it's very It's clearly very hot
0: Oh it's it's how so hot it's so it's swelteringly hot which is a uh, the atmosphere of the film Arja. we didn't talk about atmosphere uh-huh.
1: right? i don't need to it, it's hot it's like we said last week japan's a hot place mm-hmm. it's very evident i see it in all it's, it's these it's definitely
0: movies. a place where you should have the olympics
1: cuz it's so hot
0: yeah especially in the summer you should definitely have the olympics there but don't worry we huh. have air, they, we solved that
1: <laughs> through EC?
0: global warming yeah. About door. It's humidity.
1: It's so bad. Jared, it's not the heat, it's the humidity that'll get you. Ex- Was that that person's whole review?
0: No. Extremely uh. methodical cops play everything by the book and never take any risks. In the first scene of Dirty Harry, there's so much going on that he forgets whether he fired five shots or six. In this movie, they're counting down the number of bullets the criminal has left in his gun for over an hour. Not to mention the main juxtaposition is two men's differing of responses to getting their backpack stolen. Pretty weak plot and all-around boring. Cool to see post-war Japan, though, especially the baseball footage. They love the baseball footage, RJ. That I don't even Why? remember. They loved
1: it. Why? I find it strange that their uh, their big gripe is that the cops aren't like 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 loose cannon enough. It's like, isn't that what you're supposed to be? I I, I
0: it just makes me think of like what's the, a letter rock with letterbox review be like? Doesn't have a dog in it. Zero stars.
1: Zero stars. Yeah, those are. Uh, Trendy. Um, no. This person it's also all, it's, gave that, five that's just stars. ripping
0: off Patton Oswald
1: Yeah, and hey, I'd rather listen to him. Am I right, bud?
0: Yeah. Tell me. Tell me about. Uh, I'm a movie guy.
1: Five stars to Inside Out too. So they both liked Inside Out, which I, I've said many times. I don't think it's that good. Five stars to Black Panther. Five stars to Us. Five stars to Fight Club. Jarrett, you ever heard of Fight Club? I've heard about that Fight Club. Five stars to Three Billboards out of Ebon, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Lots of Ken Burns documentaries, five stars actually, which is interesting. Five stars to Ferris Bueller also. So the the big trend here is that all these people who hate this movie really like Ferris Bueller and Inside Out for a reason, I'm guessing. Yes. But uh, their, their favorite films are The Departed, Inside Man, Stuff like that. Okay. Stuff like that.
0: Finally, Supreme Lemon. Two stars. Couldn't help but think about how high and low is the much superior version of this film. Uh, Maybe a rewatch will make me appreciate it more? At least the film helped me realize how handsome a younger looking Toshiro Mufune is. Eyes. They're making the eye thing with their keyboard.
1: I I don't like that they're uh, sexualizing Toshiro Mufune. I feel like he's a human, and uh, he's not an object, Mm -hmm. Jared. So what are you going to do with that? Uh, This person's most popular review, and I think this is fitting for us, is of Solo, a Star Wars story. (laughs) It has 364 likes. Holy shit. And it's one star. It says Solo, or the 120 days of Ron Howard. So, I mean. Sick.
0: Burn because, like, burn. no one will remember that what that means <laughs> soon.
1: Nope. Uh, they have four favorite films that I have no idea what they are from the poster. Let's look at uh, The Aviator's Wife from 1981, Two in the Shadow from 1967, Yearning from 1964, and When a Woman Ascends the Stairs from 1960. Uh, of course, I don't know any of that stuff. <laughs> Um. And I'm not going to look into any of that stuff, but the other five films, five star films include lots of Ozu, uh, lots of anime, actually. Anime? A lot of anime. God damn. They
0: they got those OVAs?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those, there's some Miyazaki's, there was, um, some stuff I don't even recognize, but the poster is an anime. So, like, what is Tatami Galaxy? I don't know. Berserk. I don't know what that is. Cowboy Bebop. What? Five stars, apparently.
0: You don't know what Berserk is?
1: No. Are you fucking kidding? I do not. Is it good? Yeah. What about Cross well, Game? 2009. The manga is
0: good. I don't know about that cartoon. The cartoon's popular, though.
1: The manga? Manga. Uh, manga. manga. This person has. 892 one-star films and only 100 five-star films. So okay. I think they, they rate low. They yeah. rate low.
0: The world's just not good enough for them.
1: Apparently not, but if you're interested in rating their serious, quote-unquote, serious reviews, there's a link. Let's follow this link. Oh, it's just a list. <laughs> uh, apparently, Infinity War has a serious review. I doubt that highly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not interested in any of these movies. Hey,
0: remember... Um... <laughs> Remember how people were like getting mad about Avatar being like the highest grossing movie, and they'd like say how it left no cultural impact, and you know how like Endgame came out a year ago, and I don't think anyone cares at all now.
1: Nobody gives a shit about. Like it's,
0: it's almost like it's it was
1: bullshit all along. <laughs> i i barely gave a shit when it came out like who cares i know i i know that's unfair because like marvel's really important to some people and it's like really really like I, i don't know whatever i think those movies are fine but i don't care you don't gotta get mad you don't gotta get upset that avatar made more money than endgame who cares or did it it did right did it it did right did it
0: yeah, it did. It, they 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 did a little bit of like, hey, you can watch some like footage we put at the end of the movie if you go see this again. And It pushed
1: it over oh. the edge. <laughs> is that is that a true like box office all time though? Because they cheated, you know.
0: Yeah, they well they didn't cheat. They just added. I mean, it was theatrical money, so it it's official. But I mean, gone. I mean, it's so weird because like you know, Gone with the Wind. Made it, sure. it didn't make all its money in its initial release. It made it mm-hmm. over years. And that's why it will always probably be number one because, especially with um, inflation, you, like, mm-hmm. it, you can't compare. Like, so many more people were seeing movies in theater back then than they will ever now. Like, there's more people in the world, but less of them are going to movies, at least in North America.
1: Do you think that's got something to do with us?
0: You and me personally? Yeah. I, I would like to hope. I would like to think that our podcast has mm-hmm. robbed these movie studios of people going to theaters to watch movies. And instead, they're too busy listening to us talk right via the internet right. and uh, watching Criterion movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. are of average quality and up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, learning about vinegar syndrome, pornography uh, sure. You know, Shia LaBeouf and yeah. his, his qualities, you know, all the things we talked about to, with the weather, barbecuing,
1: barbecuing, whether or not yeah. you
0: get two hot dogs and a hamburger or whatever, whatever your preferences mm. are, you know,
1: See, That's something that YouTube people will never get. They'll never know. They'll never about understand. About our barbecue preferences. <sighs> They'll never know.
0: Any other final thoughts here on stray dog?
1: Is, is fine. Is it a, fine. But is it the raw dog? Whew. man, we're canceled. For sure. For
2: sure.
0: After the break, I explained to RJ that podcasting never pays. Well, oh we and, and have... you'll and you'll never remember your the first episode about that Grand Illusion movie. Remember that?
1: Who gives a shit about that? It's so far away from us now. Who cares? Never again.
0: RJ? Yeah. What would you do if someone stole your gun?
1: Uh, I don't own one, but uh, if someone stole my hot dog, I'd do at, everything at, in at my... The,
0: at the barbecue?
1: At the barbecue, I'd do everything in my power to make their life...
0: Would you throw them in the pool? Unlivable.
1: No, I would, I would go a long game of systematically dismantling their entire livelihood.
0: You would just walk over back to the barbecue go fish another one out of the barbecue bowl? And
1: then just seething hatred would grow in me forever and ever.
0: I feel like this is something that would happen to you. Like someone would like come over and they would just like Uh they'd like lean in with their mouth and then they just grab the tip of the dog as you're like you're like standing there what the fuck are they you'd be watching this and they're Mm -hmm. leaning in and they just like flip it out and they, they never break eye contact, and then they just like oh, oh, oh. swallow it whole in one bite. Uh,
1: there's a Reddit that uh, would that not, called would, would suspiciously you, specific, and I feel like you would uh, apply to that right now. So but yeah, something like but that would, would happen.
0: Would you be not here. be
1: impressed? I mean, I don't. I'm not impressed by grand displays of uh, performance. Show me, show me your heart.
0: You can email us at criterioncreeps at Mm gmail.com and tell us your hot dog stories.
1: I'd love to hear them.
0: We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jerk Duncan. He's Barnloaf. We've got YouTube. We've got Patreon. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all the platforms. Which other ones? I don't know. Not very many. I know which ones we're not on. Which ones?
1: If we're not on there, contact the provider of that platform and ask them why the Criterion Creeps aren't on there. Or don't. Is that bad? (laughs) Okay, don't do things because of us. That's probably the best. Don't do anything. Don't do anything.
0: Next week, RJ. Spine 234. It's like 234. Spirit Gamer? That's pretty cool, right? 234.
1: Hey, if uh, if that hey. guy contacts us, he can come on for free. Just uh, just because it it fits with his uh, his name.
0: We got Volker Schlondorf back in the house.
1: Oh, fuck!
0: The Tin Drum from
1: 1979. I, is that the one with Robin Williams? The what? What movie with Robin Williams are you thinking of? Fisherman? No. Nope. Is he not in Tindrum too?
0: No, I don't think anyone we know is in the Tindrum, but I could be wrong. I've never seen it, but I'm all about that Volker.
1: I know you're a big Schlon Dorfian.
0: I want all that Schlong. Um, hey, it's got Mario Ad- Adorf. He's a good who? dude. Mario Adorf himself, big dog who? himself. Look him up. He's a great, no.
1: great man. I'm not going to. You can't make me. Well, well, fuck you. Yeah. I might not even watch the movie next week. What are you going to do then?
0: It's a savage sweeping epic of society and chaos. Who?
1: Good night. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah.